This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Friday on The Monty Show, presented as always by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best entry attorneys in the business every day, I tell you. It's the advocates Uh, because you never have to pay the advocates out of pocket. No, worry about getting healthy. Worry about getting your job back. Worry about getting your finances right. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So go chat with an attorney right now online for free, theadvocates.com. A lot to get to today coming up in 90 minutes. We will announce the winner uh, of the tickets to see Oregon. Um, in the tortilla factory is somebody on, I think Twitter or Instagram referred to it as yesterday, Right, the tortilla factory, the tortilla factory. We are giving away a pair of tickets to Oregon at Texas tech on September 9th. Um, I, I mean, Aaron Wilson for a guy who's banned from winning this contest, mm-hmm. Aaron Wilson has gone all the way out. So we'll have that for you. We'll announce what tickets we're giving away next Friday to wrap up the contest. Uh, they are amazing. We'll have that for you in about 90 minutes. But let's get you caught up on the latest news in the ACC because there's this big discussion about the ACC. And is the situation in the ACC really as bad as people make it out to be? was talking to somebody about the ACC grain of rights, and I, I've had this theory for a couple of uh, probably a couple of months now. I don't believe the grant of rights is the greatest grant of rights we've ever seen. It's not. Frankly, when you're locked into a contract until 2036, that's going to keep you behind your contenders, the other leaders, um, and those trying to keep you down financially, that's probably not great. But the the grant of rights is a double-edged sword. The ACC grant of rights, while it is long, does give you some stability in an era of of expansion and contraction, it does, by the very nature of its length, give you stability. You know the money you're going to get. You know that you are going to get $30 million. You know if you perform, you're going to get upwards of $40 million. Like, you know the money you're getting. You can plan. You can have stability. Now, is that $50, $70, $100 million per school per season? It's not. And it'll never be. But I think if you are the ACC, how do you not consider what happened to the Pac-12 when we sit here and talk about adding Stanford and Cal and everybody, Jake, is losing their mind because this grant of rights is the end of the world? Do you agree with me that the ACC grant of rights is is not the the jail cell that most people make it out to be? Yeah, you know, I definitely think it has its certain benefits and its certain flaws. You know, yeah, certainly it provides reliability over the long term. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, and I think that... You know, the only reason we're talking about the ACC grant of rights, generally speaking, is because you have Florida State complaining that they're not making enough money and that they don't have the opportunity to kind of boost that up and kind of grow their, you know, piece of the pie as far as revenue is concerned in the conference. But you notice that the other members are not complaining about the grant of rights. You notice that, you know, while, yeah, there is some some wide-ranging agreement that they do wish it was a bit shorter, so then that way they could renegotiate and, and get more money out of their TV partners, you notice that they're not saying that, you know, the conference is burning down and the, and the conversation isn't that the conference is, you know, really unhealthy or anything. So I think, yeah, it's a, it's a good 
uh, it, it's a good grant of rights. It is too long, and that does have its certain downsides. But I just think, you know, as far as these, you know, programs like Florida State are concerned, like, I just don't understand why you would sign a grant of rights and then, you know, a few years into it, start complaining about that very same grant of rights. And really, they didn't start complaining until UCF went to the Big 12 and got more money. Because that's that's really the conversation here, right? ACC schools are getting thirty million dollars a year as a baseline, and you're going to get six million dollars uh, in incentive money if you make the college football playoff, and you get four million if you make a New Year's Six bowl that's non-playoff related. Right. So, so it's not like you're not making any money, but you're just not making the money that you know the Big Ten and the SEC are making. So. Look, I get why people are maybe are a little frustrated with it. And when I say people, I mean institutions, universities. But at the same time, like, let's put this into perspective. Like, the Pac-12 situation is not going to happen to the ACC for quite some time. That's the positive with the at grant of rights. At least not till 2036. Yeah, so, right? like, you've got this long run where you're going you're gonna to have stability. But at the same time, when that grant of rights does indeed come to expire in 2036 you're i would guess and i I think it's really difficult to say because it's so far away still but it'll be really interesting to see how the conference goes about getting a a competitive tv offer because i think from today to 2035 when they would start negotiating the landscape's going to change drastically i mean i i don't think it's a tv offer i i think linear tv Hey, let's throw an antenna up on the roof. That's dead. This idea that you're going to keep paying cable and satellite providers three, four hundred bucks a month for TV and internet is is ridiculous. That's not the reality anymore. And I think one of the things that the ACC, that the, the shocking reality in the ACC is your situation is not nearly as bad is several members of your conference are making it out to be. And I think one of the real questions in this conference, and I think it's very similar to the Pac-12, are North Carolina and North Carolina State a package deal? I think this is a big, big question. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any doubt that they are. I mean, if it came down to brass tacks and, and, you know, North Carolina had a $100 million offer to go to the Big Ten, North Carolina is going to do what it's got to do. Yeah. But I think in the grand scheme of things, much like Arizona and Arizona State, I've been told that North Carolina and North Carolina State fully understand that they are a a really powerful pair if they stick together. And I think when we start considering who's standing in the way and, and who the no votes in the ACC are, there's no doubt in my mind that North Carolina and North Carolina State will vote together. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a yes, but it's been a no, to flip those two to a yes is almost impossible. Right. I told you yesterday on the show that Clemson and Florida State and Miami are no's. Now, I've also been told they never really had an official vote. They kind of had a conversation uh, where, and you can call it a straw vote or whatever you want to call it. They kind of had a, hey, so, hey, North Carolina, what do you feel in North Carolina State? And hey, Miami. And I'm told that those five schools in particular are all no's. And you can't have five. You can have three no's. And again, this is why I continue to tell you, we were told for two days that there was going to be a vote today, an official vote, an yeah. end of the line. Yeah, That's not happened. 
that situation has not developed or played itself out. And I, I continue to sit here and tell you that the ACC had better come back to reality because I, I think this situation where you have the Carolinas, Clemson, and Florida State, and now Miami that are standing in the way of expansion. And the the issue is those five schools really feel themselves. They really like themselves. And I'm okay with that. I totally get it. The problem is the rest of this conference wants expansion because there is strength in numbers. And if you are Stanford and Cal, you are not going to join this conference only the vote in two years to undo the grant of rights. Right. That'd be highly unlikely that that was the case. So right now, as we sit here, there is no vote and there is no expansion because I don't know how you're going to flip those five schools to, to approve expansion. So I, I just don't see a path for, for Stanford and Cal. And I think it really is this split reality in the ACC where you have these five schools who think this is the worst grant of rights ever. And everybody else in the ACC, I think, realizes and, and kind of sits where I'm at. The, the grant of rights in the ACC is not nearly as bad as, as those five schools want you to believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, I think if you... If, if you are Stanford and Cal, excuse me, you're making the case that, hey, we would have, in the Pac-12, we would love to have a 2036 grant of rights. Now, if we could go back and redo it again, would you put escalators in there? Certainly you would. Would you have an out in the middle? Certainly you would. But the stability and the consistent money, while it is yes. not the highest paying job in the business, it's consistent money and it's stability in the long term, and I just don't see how that's a bad thing in today's college football climate. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, and I think their main challenge and their main hurdle is is figuring out okay, how do we how how do we go about you know maintaining our relationships with our TV partners and keeping those positive, while also uh, you know figuring out ways to create new ones with you know whether it's you know with streaming with Google or Apple or you know whatever the case yeah. may be like. I, I think you got to maintain the status quo, but also be looking to the future. And so, you know, as part of that process, I, I, I do think that, you know, the Clemsons and the Florida States and, the, and these teams that, you know, are, are I guess, this year nationally regarded uh, as great teams, whether it's Brett McMurphy or the, just the AP, generally speaking, like, you know, these teams, you got to put these teams in the college football playoff national championship game. You know, if you don't win the national championship, it is what it is. But I just think that, mm. you know, it's not because when you expand, when when you expand the college football playoff, it puts less of a priority and less of a value on just getting in. Right. It used to be, hey, dude, it's only four teams. So if you're in that thing, that's a hell of a year, man. But I, I yeah. Yeah. But I, I think. I think these five schools in the ACC recognize that if Stanford and Cal get in, their hopes of getting out are over. Mm-hmm. I, I Truly, I, I think Florida State, Clemson, the Carolinas, and Miami believe that they are the best of the best. And are they? I don't know. I, I certainly do not believe right now that Florida State, North Carolina, and let's just talk football then. Clemson, national championship contender every year. Florida State, mm, no. Uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Miami, no. Now, you want to talk basketball? That's a totally different thing. By the way, has anybody asked Duke where they are on this? Because <laughs> I think Duke is arguably one of the most powerful brands in the conference. Yeah. 
I think Duke is a far better brand than Florida State. I think Duke is a far better brand than North Carolina State. I think Duke is three, four, five times the national brand that Miami is. Right. Clemson, it's a different situation. Clemson's a football powerhouse. Duke is a basketball powerhouse. I, I, I happen to, to think that Duke is a really good, profitable, powerful brand. You want to be in business with Duke. And I, so I'm curious where some of the, the very quiet voices, including Miami, by the way, because mm -hmm. it's not like Miami's been on everybody's phone and, and in their, creeping into DMs trying to let their opinions be known. But I think Miami's really interesting here. I think Duke's really interesting here. And I think the rest of this conference largely is just along for the ride. Yeah, and I think the unfortunate part of the, about that is, you know, like you were just saying, it leaves Stanford and Cal and the rest of the pack out to dry because I just don't think that you're going to get to a place where you can add schools even if you wanted to. And so it brings me right back to, okay, well, you know, Stanford said they're not going to go to the Mountain West, so I guess independence it is, right? Because I, I, I just don't know where else you go. And I don't know you know, what today's independence looks like on the on the heels of BYU getting into the Big 12. Because, you know, Notre well, Dame, everyone's like, oh, well, Notre Dame's independent. Well, Notre Dame's independent in one sport, right? Like, they're not truly all in independent. And I think that that's a very different thing. So, you know, we worry, or maybe not worry, but we, but we you know, feel like, hey, Notre Dame at some point is going to get squeezed into a conference because scheduling is going to dry up with these super conferences merging. And so how I wonder, could it not? Yeah, how could it not? And so I wonder, you know, if you're Stanford, you know, what's the play? I mean, honestly, like what are Stanford's best options? Because I, I look at it and I say, okay, you've got a huge decision in this school's history to make right here. Like, if you're, I mean, on one hand, you could you could stay status quo. You could stay in uh, just an educational powerhouse. You know, run a good athletic department, use the endowment money, and be independent. You could do that. You could absolutely do that, and and I think they'd be fine. But then on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, five years from now, if we're still running around in independence, what does that mean for our institution? Because a billion dollars might be a lot of money, but that doesn't mean that lasts forever. You know, that doesn't mean that you want to do that forever. So I, I, no, I, I would agree with choice. that. I would agree. You don't want to do anything forever in this yeah. day and age, right? There's nothing that's forever. And I think it is a difficult choice. Yeah. I think you're exactly right because I don't know that there is a plentiful financial decision to be made here. The Stanford's not getting into the Big Ten right now. Mm -hmm. You're not. And I continue, I guess, to be the only one that believes this. Because all I ever hear about is, you know, how, oh, my God, oh, man, we have got to get to 20 teams and... Are you out of your goddamn mind? I'm just going to sit here every day and tell you, 20 teams in a conference is an absolute pain in the ass. Like, just the idea of scheduling 20 sports teams is impossible like we talked about this um, with the the AAC yesterday and all their, you know, the technical term is affiliate schools. But the issue is if you're if you're an affiliate school with Stanford and Cal in a new Pac-12, who's really winning there? Mm -hmm. Let's say you know, like it, it, the AAC, and this is probably a conversation we need to have. But I continue to tell you the AAC is not an option for this Pac-4. 
because there's there's no affiliation or relationship in that league that makes you a ton of money. Yeah. Like yeah. Stanford makes you money. Well, it, having a relationship with Stanford makes you money. Well, and again, Stanford has the parachute, right? And I think it's a super important point with this. Like when we talk about the AAC or we talk about the Mountain West or we talk about any other, you know, G5 or or just sub, you know, sub P5 conference. Dude, Stanford has the money to do basically whatever they want to do. Now, yeah. they don't want to do that again for 10 years at a time, but yeah, they they got the goods to to be fine for five seven years. They're fine, but Washington State doesn't have the goods, right? I don't think Oregon State's got the goods. Cal definitely doesn't have the goods that way. Does Florida State have the goods? I don't know. I don't think so, but because, I, I could be wrong. Because you're you're in a situation now where if you're Miami, and to a much larger extent if you're Florida State, you're not able to compete with Florida financially now. No, because Florida's in the SEC. Florida's making exponentially more money than you are. At least $20 million a year. At least $20 million a year more, right, in their new TV deal. So if you're Florida State, that's going to hurt you in a lot of different ways. It's going to hurt you in in recruiting. I think it's probably going to hurt you in brand and in NIL. I, I think it. I think this all becomes a much a much more focused problem for Florida State. Clemson, I don't know that Clemson cares about necessarily how much money Florida is making. Mm -hmm. I think Clemson believes they're the breadwinner in this conference, so they should be making more money than everybody else in the conference. Right. But you're in you're you're lying in the bed that you made. So I understand and again if if we're talking about somebody like Stanford and Cal what does somebody in Clemson want to do business? Why would they want to do business with Stanford and Cal? Yeah, and that's the other the question why, I think we just don't have an answer to. Why, why, if you're Florida State, do you want to bring in Stanford and Cal? They're only going to add to your financial deficit in a lot of different ways because now you're never getting out of that conference. You're never breaking that grant of rights. Mm -hmm. you're, you're just, it, like, all it's doing is making your life more difficult. All of this to say there's no solution. Man, there, there's no solution for the ACC, which is why I say and why the title of the show today is, here's the shocking reality. You're not in this terrible situation that you're trying to make it out to be. Right. You have to find new revenue streams. Yep. You have to sell more tickets, more hot dogs, more beer. It, it's why I continue to say this absolute stupidity and hypocrisy of, well, we can't sell beer on college campuses. These young men are impressionable. Kiss my ass. You don't think they're you don't think they're seeing beer sales at the liquor store or or, or at the Quick Mart or at the Publix. Kiss my butt. Like what virtuoso are you trying to be? Well, and, and that goes right in line with with their thinking. I mean, again, and I, and I don't mean to be repetitive with this, but remember why we're even talking about this. We're not talking about this because the ACC is behind the Big Ten and the SEC and TV revenue. That's not why we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this because FSU is pissed that UCF got into the Big 12 and is now making uh, 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 more money, you know, $1.7 million more than they are on a baseline. And, and this has ballooned into a whole thing that's now turned into an, an expansion conversation because the Pac-12 couldn't figure itself out. So I just think that that this whole situation reeks like like it, 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 I, I love all the people who criticized 
you know, Utah and Stanford and, and all these Pac-12 schools for being academic snobs and pretentious and, you know, hey, they think they are better than everyone else in the yeah. country. What the hell is Florida State doing? What, what are the ACC schools doing? Because as far as I see it, these five schools are saying, hey, we're better than everyone else in the conference and we deserve more money. There's no question about that. So so why, why are we not sitting here saying – you know, why Why is anyone feeling sorry for these ACC schools? Because I agree, you're getting paid enough money to be in a good spot, to be comfortable. You've got reliability long-term. I agree, the unknown causes some anxiety about, hey, what is what does the landscape look like 10 years from now? But the reality is, what's your ace in the hole? Winning. Win on the football field, and you don't have to worry about the future. If you win, you'll get into but, a super But conference. are you really... Are you really in a bad spot if you're Florida State? Are I you think really potential that the ACC could be in a bad spot when their grant of rights gets done because all the other conferences are going to renegotiate I, I, again? I agree, and so there. That's what I think these schools are trying to get ahead of, and it's like, dude, I I get that you're trying to get ahead of that, but you're going about it the complete wrong way. Like, imagine if Florida State had said, "Hey, so so guys, look at this." These these conferences are going to all renegotiate another round of TV deals before we can. We have the, to fix specifically, that. Specifically, and again, if if we're talking brass tacks here, specifically, the Big Twelve is going to run through this this upcoming TV deal and renegotiate another one before the ACC grant of right expires. Yeah, the the Big Twelve is who the ACC should be worried about. Because the Big 12 is is going to do to the ACC what they did to the Pac-12. They're going to leave the ACC looking looking in the rearview mirror. Mm. Because you can't tell me that Brett Yormark is not is not going to continue to break new territories, and, like Mexico. Like you can't tell me he's not going to try and and conquer foreign lands. He is. You can't tell me that. The, the Big 12 isn't going to be a leader on the stream side of things. Yeah. Because we're not talking about five years, and then all of a sudden we'll all worry about streaming then. Streaming's here now. ESPN is going directly to the consumer. ESPN's not worried about cord cutting anymore. They're worried about conversion to to the, the streaming product. This is that, that Michael Crow comment that we saw the other day, or yesterday, I guess it was, where Michael Crow's talking about this new digital world. No, dude, that was 15 years ago. The new digital world is 15 years old. And you're either going to be in Michael Crow's shoes 15 years late, or you're going to be Brett Yormark well ahead of the curve against your opponent. That's what the ACC should be worried about. The ACC shouldn't be worried about Florida versus Florida State. The ACC shouldn't be worried about you know, hey, well, what's the SEC doing and what's the Big Ten doing? Why do you care? Because you're 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 not. I don't know how to break this to you. You're not competing with the big the Big Ten and the the SEC. No. The Southeast Conference is so far ahead of you, you can't see their tail lights in the distance. No. What you don't understand is the Big Twelve is right next to you. They're not behind you trying to catch you. The Big 12 is right next to you. And if this Mexico deal plays the way we all think this Mexico deal is going to play, they're going to go zooming past you. Because now it's not just Mexico. They're already doing Rucker Park. They're already at AT&T Stadium in Tarrant County. Tarrant County. They're they're next to you. They're, they're right here. 
You've, you, you, you can't tell me that you believe these five universities that are no votes right now for expansion care about your league because they don't care. I think if you pulled the Carolinas, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, I think they would be indifferent. If the ACC died today, they would be happy. They would ask when the parade is. Facts. They would. They, they, they don't care about your conference. Florida State's not focused on you. They're focused on Florida. Right? They want to make more money than Florida. And I, I understand that. And Miami wants to make more money than Florida and Florida State and UCF and Florida Atlantic who went to deep into the tournament last year. Like, your constituents don't care about you. And it's really what this is with Florida State, and maybe I'm just being an asshole about this, but what I think it is with Florida State, this is San Diego State all over again. Mm -hmm. They're trying, in my opinion, to torpedo you. They want to cut you off at the knees. And if you continue to allow Florida State to just keep pushing you and pushing you, eventually they're going to knock your ass over, and they're going to step over you, and they're going to wind up in the Big Ten or the SEC, well... I think that'd be a stretch because Florida is never going to allow them in the SEC. Yeah. Which is something I want. Somebody needs to let Florida State know, by the way, you're not the bad MFers you say you are. Because where are you going to go, by the way? (laughs) You're this great brand, Florida State. Right. And I'm talking just about Florida State. You're this great brand. Okay, cool. You make more money than everybody. Okay, cool. How come people aren't beating down your door to add you to the Big Ten? How come nobody's beating down your door to add you to the SEC? How come nobody's beating down your door to get you into the Big 12? Oh, that's right, because everybody knows you're an asshole and nobody wants to hang out with you. Nobody's inviting you to their parties and nobody's showing up to your party. That's right, T. Florida State, the dirty truth is you don't have anywhere to go. Now, if you're Clemson, if you're North Carolina, now, and frankly, in the Carolinas, NC State, in my opinion, dude, you need to be shining North Carolina's Carolina blue shoes. Keep that patent leather nice and shiny. Right. Because NC State, in my opinion, outside of the state and maybe the region, is not a a national brand. North Carolina, Duke, I can tell you today if it was available to them, the Big Ten would add North Carolina today. No doubt about it. If, If the Big Ten really wanted to, they could go to 20 and they could add Notre Dame and they could add North Carolina. Yeah. They would do that today. Notice they're not adding Stanford and Cal. Mm-hmm. Had their opportunity to do that. Did they do that? No, they didn't because the pain in the ass that 20 teams is, isn't worth Stanford and Cal. Agreed. I'm tired of the, and this is where, and apparently I pulled my own ripcord and now I'm just running, but <laughs> like I'm tired of hearing about how great Florida State is and we're this and we're that. Then yeah. how come nobody's asking you to prom? That's what I said yesterday. You got to justify your value. You're not good at what you do. You're not good at what you do. I mean, if you got to try and sell yourself, you're not good at what you do. You're not a six foot blonde. Yeah. So UNC doesn't have to justify itself. Duke does not have to justify itself. You're like itself. five, five, 300 pounds, bro. Yeah. You need to get that cardio in. Mix in a salad, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Improve your look and your brand. Okay, I feel better now. Good. Excellent. I, I that was I don't know what happened. I admittedly, I think Jake poisoned my lunch today because that was that was over the top. So right. why wouldn't we take a buck shot right now from Bucked Up, the yeah. official energy provider of the Monty show? I see 
We are well over a thousand comments today already. God bless you. I love you all. Uh, you're up next after I tell you about my good friends that bucked up. They want to send you. Well, it's over now because I got to tell you, there's one guy. Not named Aaron. No, Aaron Wilson's not winning the tickets no. today. Nope, somebody else. They're, they're, and Aaron. Is in opposition. There's only 59 minutes to go. But somebody take the sharp objects away from Aaron because the late entry into this contest, whew, dude. It's gas. It's no Florida State, but it'll do. You guys, hit a buck shot right now, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase. I'm about to drink 200 milligrams of caffeine. And I'm about to get brain food right here in this here little bucked up buckshot. And what it's going to do is power me through the next two and a half hours, just like you. Do you have that report? Do you have that pivot table? Do you have that? You got you to gotta write a report. You got to make a sales call. You really, it's a huge sales call. This is a sales call that could put you over the top for the month, right? We've got 12 days to go in the month. Month end close is coming. You need a big deal? Hit a buckshot. In a buckshot, think more clearly, close more deals, have more energy. You guys, I shot a great round of golf this morning. We. No. What'd you shoot today? You shot a 40. What'd I shoot today? I don't know. You were keeping score. Pimp's going pimp. 34. Shot a 34 on the front. We only played nine this morning. Shot a 34. Like I said, why? Because it's 6 a.m. this morning. I was a little tired. What'd I do? I popped a buckshot. Had a great range session. Got right out on the course, bing, bing, bing. Putter was going in, boom, boom, boom. And I attribute it to Buckshot. Go home. Hadn't had any breakfast. Go home after my round of golf. Lost another half a pound. Dude, I'm telling you, bucked up energy is where it's at. I use their collagen peptide, their whey protein, their energy drinks, and I use their Buckshot. And it's fantastic. Buckedup.com. Make sure that you use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off your purchase. Uh, at buckedup.com. Um, let's get your comments in here as people. Why? Real quick, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's Friday. You can be a jerk. Do not DM me your take. I'm not reading it on the show. I'm not reading it on the show. I mean, Stop. We're, we're doing literally that. doing a show. Like, comment your take. <laughs> you guys. Like, bro. S- Stop doing that. Mooncat, a West Virginia fan, for $5. The ACC needs to stop crying. They have always traded exposure for money. They were they were excited they were excited at first for their network. Are they going down the same road as the pack? Stop crying like a little girl. I think it's a really good question. And I, I again though, and I am no ACC expert. Mm-hmm. But the people I talk to are ACC experts. And I don't think this is a conference-wide problem. It's not a conference-wide problem, but you know what is a conference-wide problem? The idea that you have a group of five schools. Group of five. Group of five. Not uh, that group of five. Not the different group of five. You, you have five schools here inside the conference that are a pain in your ass. Now, luckily for the conference, the rest of the schools are cool, right? So you, you currently... The schools that support the conference are outnumbering the the red asses in the conference, if you will. The difference between that and the Pac-12 is the Pac-12 was built on a house of cards, man. The Pac-12 was built on 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 poor people playing two-faced practices. Dude. Yeah, but poor business practices combined with people going to meetings saying, "Oh yeah, we're all on the same page," 
and then going out and having conversations with other conferences. I mean, that's the genesis of the Pac-12 That's true. dying. Carol Folt at, at USC. Right. So I, I look at what Carol Folt did at USC, and I say, we're not there in the ACC but, yet. But I also want to be careful on this with the Pac-12. Carol Folt at, Folt at USC is not the reason that the Pac-12 collapsed. Larry Scott and George Klyovkov are that reason. Kirk Schultz is that reason. Yeah. That's why the conference collapsed. Carol Folt did what was best for USC. There, there's just no doubt about Pack that. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. There's just no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And the, the issue isn't that USC and UCLA left. The issue isn't that Texas and Oklahoma left. The issue would not be that Clemson and Florida State left. The issue is, as it is in the Pac-12 and as it is in the Big 12, what happens when Oklahoma and Texas leave? What did Bob Bowlesby do? Did he roll up on the floor in the fetal position and just crap himself for a couple of years? No, he um, didn't. He went and he added really good, good partners. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston. We're on to Cincinnati. Absolutely saved the conference. Now, it didn't hurt that Carol Folt raised a bird to the rest of the Pac-12 and said, no, I don't want to add the re- you know these teams in the Big 12 and I'm going to the Big 10. That helped. But Bob Bowlesby made pragmatic business decisions. George Klyovkov did not. Facts. He got arrogant. Yeah. He got egotistical, and it killed him. Yeah. 100%. It killed him. But I'm telling you, don't let the narrative on the ACC seep in that somehow this is a conference full of felons, and they're all schemers. They're not. It really is Florida State. Florida State, I believe, started a narrative that fired up Clemson, and then it just kind of trickled down. This is how it happens. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. One bad apple spoils the bunch. And now we've got five five universities in this conference that are no votes on expansion. Yeah. So I don't believe this weekend we'll get expansion. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Lance Johnson for $2. If Stanford and Cal get in, it will be for free. It will not be for free. No. Something else. And again, Lance, I don't know if you're new to the show or I I will, again, just say it over and over and over again. Never, not one time has Stanford agreed to go to the ACC for free. No. They've never, ever said they would go for free. They have talked 10 to $15 million for the first three years. They've never, they've never at any time has Stanford or Cal for that matter, because Cal cannot do that deal. Right. Cal is essentially bankrupt in athletics. They cannot do that deal. They've talked about taking 10 to $15 million for the first three years. What you're doing is conflating SMU and Stanford and Cal, and we're just all going to work for free. SMU in its thirst, and they are thirsty. Well, SMU is a P5, aren't they? No. Oh, that's right. And they don't deliver Dallas or Texas or wins. Mm. But they have all this money. They're all hat and no cattle, but that's fine. these oil barrels. That's fine. SMU has said, we'll we'll come into the ACC for free for five years. Because they have a... And now I love how all the SMU fans are like, it's not boosters or donors. It's an endowment. We're just (coughs) like Stanford. (coughs) Fuck out of here. You are not. You're not like Stanford in any way. They have donors and collectives, and yes, they are well-heeled. But stop trying to tell me like, 
SMU fan in my DMs yesterday. We're just like Stanford. No, don't lie not. to me. You're, 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 the problem is you're not, though. Yeah. You're not because you don't have what Stanford has and you never will. You, you never will. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? SMU fan, God bless you. I love you. You are passionate. And you love your, your, your stangs. But if I hear another SMU fan, hey, man, you know, guys, 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 guys. I was thinking about it while I was, hey guys. while I was, while I was drilling for oil yesterday out in the back. You got to get stroked. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that we're just like Stanford. No, sir. No, you are not. No, you're not. Nice One try. One more time. Uh, Marlon Shaw, my dude, what's up? If your mark plays it right, he could potentially negotiate, renegotiate twice before the ACC. Truth. Truth. And I, I, if I am the Big 12, I am pushing and pushing and pushing as hard as I can, as hard as I can to win a national championship in the Big 12. Yeah. As I am, and, and we've heard this about Brett Yormark. Brett Yormark's not the guy that's like, okay, I'm your business manager. No. Brett Yormark wants people to win now. Because he knows there's college football playoff money and there's NCAA tournament money, no doubt about that. But you know what else he knows? And I'll give you some credit for once. Thanks. Even though you, you're a back-to-front wiper. That's right, T. Which is fine. It's not. It's terrible. But my point is, Jake. <laughs> Stop it. My point is that... Jake's been running this narrative out there. Well, Stanford, they're devalued because they haven't won in like 54 years. I think when you can say, hey, TCU, hey, Texas Tech, you guys remember in uh, 2023 when everybody was talking about OU and Texas were going to win on the way out the door in Texas Tech and, uh, you know, that, 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 uh, that legend Joey McGuire swept in and won the conference and then they shocked the world and won the national championship of college football. That's what this conference needs right now. Hey, you guys remember Florida State and oh, yeah, didn't they fire Mike Norvell in twenty twenty four? Yeah, that's stupid. I'm pretty sure. Jackass. Uh, you got to win, and I think the I think the Big Twelve is well aware of that. I think the Big Twelve is well of uh, aware of that, yeah. and I think this ACC thing. And Marlon, I think this is a, a really good point. The ACC is in this really pivotal moment in time. And again, for the record, just remember at 441 Central Time, I said this mm -hmm. on August 18th, 2023. I do not believe at this moment in time the ACC will expand. I don't see an avenue to, to flip two votes here. Yeah. I do not. Because I don't think the Carolinas are flipping. Clemson and Florida State are not flipping. And I don't think Miami's going to flip. That's uh -huh. five. So I don't see it happening. But they're, they quite literally are at a moment where their future is going to be defined right now. Because they can't help themselves, which is what they don't realize. The ACC can't help themselves. Because the, the ultimate truth is, as, as men, we are carnivores. And right now, Brett Yormark in the Big 12, dude, rock hard abs like that woman is, look at the curves on her. Stay hard. Who says no? Who says no? Nobody's going to say no to the Big 12 right now.
The Big Ten, the Big Ten had better hope that a year from now USC doesn't win that conference. Because <laughs> the USC. I'm warning you that USC is going to do one of two things. They are going to go in there and they are going to struggle for two, three years. I doubt that. Or they're going to go into the Big Ten with Oregon and Washington. And all of a sudden, that's going to become the Pacific Big Ten. I'm for real. Because I just don't believe that Penn State. Oh, James Franklin. Coach of the year, bro. James Franklin. Fuck off. What, what has Penn State done? Somebody explain to me what has Penn State done. Are you going to lose to Michigan and Ohio State every year? Is that your goal? Apparently it is because you're awfully good at that. My point is if Oregon or Washington, because I think Washington, I think Washington, they're going to shock some people this year because yeah. nobody wants to talk about Washington. Dark horse college football playoff team. And the other thing that nobody's talking about, who's got the best football league in the country right now? Pac-12. You want to make a bet? I think I can make a pretty damn good argument The Pac-12. They certainly have the best crop of quarterbacks. Yeah. But so do you think they're going to, do you think Oregon and Washington, Cal, or excuse me, Oregon and Washington, UCLA and USC are going to have trouble recruiting over the next 12 months? Oh, no, I think, I think, dude, I think, uh, I want to say I saw a graph that said that USC's got the number one NIL program right now. Like, Hmm. Well, that's funny. Their conference is collapsing. How is that possible? Oh, that's right. Because Lincoln Riley's a hop around different conference specialist, <laughs> and and he's going into the Big Lincoln Ten. Riley sucks. And now your Caleb is going to be another Heisman winner out of the dead conference. That's cool. You and score all those points, but you next can't stop year, anybody. next year he's going to go out. He's going to. Screw with Ryan Day and khakis up at Michigan. He's going to make a Heisman Trophy winner, and then the Big Ten fans no, are no. going to be like, No, 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 wait, wait. Dude? You know what's going to happen then? Jake's still not going to say anything nice about Lincoln Riley. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Which is amazing to me. But, but if Oregon, Washington, or USC, and hell, Chip Kelly, he's never winning the Big Ten. But... <laughs> Let's say UCLA somehow. DTR's not there anymore, okay? If they go into that Big Ten and they and they win. Dude, how exposed are Ohio State and Michigan? Big I time. think it's massively Big exposed. Time. Massively exposed. Well, we haven't even mentioned Nebraska yet. Is, but, does Nebraska make a comeback? I they I believe in Matt Rule and Trav Alberts. But my point is the Big Ten's weak. Yeah. The Big Ten is not a power conference. The two best conferences in the country right now today for football are the SEC and the Big 12. And I'll, I, I, will, I will fight you that the Pac-12 belongs in that conversation. Because they do until they're dead, which is, you know, 11 months from now. But it's a Big 12! I'm telling you, a year from now, I think the Big 12 has a chance to be the best all-around athletic conference in the country. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. Bar none. Crab cakes in football. Hell Yeah. Uh, if big becomes available, take Miami over FSU, but why? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, obviously the basketball program is good at Miami. The question that I have is who's the first one to go to 20 honest, honest to God. Cause this is not a bad question, especially cause you paid me $2 to say it. How about that? Do you know, um, here's my question. Who's the first conference in the country to go to 20 big 10. 
So if you're going to go to 20, are you doing it with Miami? No. And no, 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 no. Oh, you're you're only going. In my opinion, the Big Ten only goes to 20 if they can get Notre Dame and North Carolina. Yeah, and I think that there's a big time waiting game happening now. We're we're in the Cold War of expansion, if you will, where the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and the SEC are sitting around, and really, right. it's the SEC and the Big Ten are sitting around here waiting for someone to expand to 20 but do it in the wrong way so then they can jump on that other team that should have been added in the first place. And so the question for me is, hey, who's going to be the one that stops being patient? Because Brett Yormark's proven to be incredibly patient, right? Greg Sankey, I don't know how patient he is. He, he, he may understand his conference's value, but when it really comes down to it, because the SEC hasn't been in the middle of expansion talks yet. We haven't seen Greg Sankey really under any type of pressure yet. So I don't know what kind of guy he is when it's like, hey, you got to go out and find a way to get, you know, UNC or you got to go out and, you know, raid the ACC, let's say. Like, what does that look like? I I think that's a fascinating question. But I also don't think that that Greg Sankey and the SEC are sitting there resting on their laurels. I think they know what's coming. I think think Greg and the SEC – are not, however, in a position where they control the direction of college football. Yeah. And I think because of the incompetence of the Pac-12 and the savvy of Bob Bowlesby, the former Big 12 commissioner, and now Brett Yormark, yeah. that's changed. And, and my question is, what does Tony Petiti and the Big 10 do to bounce back? Well, you just added four really premium brands in USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. That's a hell of a bounce back. Yeah. And the difference with the Big Ten is they have room to move. Well, and to it 20. feels, dude, the, and I think if I'm the SEC, the thing I'm worried about is kind of what you were getting at with the Pac-12 schools coming into the Big Ten and having a lot of success. Like, you look at, hey, who's, if you just look at it by conference, obviously the college football playoff has been dominated by the SEC and the Big Ten, But now I look at it and I'm like, okay, I can't really make the case that the SEC's got the better chance to win now because I feel pretty good about, at a minimum, SC and Washington in the near term coming in and being a problem in the Big Ten. Well, but this is also the the question, and now we're opening up a whole can of whoop-ass, but why would they ever go to 16 or 20 in the playoff? Yeah, I, I don't know that you should go to 16. I, I think 12 is fine. Right, but it 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 expands access to power. Yeah. And yeah. why would you expand access to power? Yeah. You're not going to do that if you're Greg Sankey. Yeah, you're not going to do I that if you're Tony Petiti. Four was too little. We needed more than four, but I agree with you. I I, I don't think we need more than 12. 12 is, 12 is just fine. Yeah, 12 is fine. And you can have at large, and if you want to throw the G5s a bone, cool. Yeah. But access to power is is something that the SEC and the the Big 12 and the Big 10 should not ever give up. Yeah. In, in my opinion anyway. Dax Johnson, what's up Dax? Johnson. Hey homies, keep up the good work. Go BYU baby. Yeah, what you been up to, dude? I haven't heard your name in the program in a minute. Yeah, good to see you, Dax. Yeah. Dax is a new member of the show. Oh, Hello, let's go. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go baby. Love that, Dax. Appreciate you. Net neutrality for $2 says Stanford needs to win more um, more often. Why not the Mountain West Conference? 
because I just think it's such a step down. And, and, and again, it's this whole concept of the endowment, right? I mean, you're, you're literally talking about a school that's got a billion dollars sitting in a bank account ready to go for whatever they need in athletics. Like, dude, you, yeah. you're not like, do you understand? Like, I'm not a math major, but if, if you're, if your athletic program is costing you what a couple hundred mil a year and you're making however much they're making on that, like you're fine. Yeah. You, you probably got, I mean, I hesitate to say that they'd want to be independent for more than five years, but you probably got an easy five to seven years just chilling. I think easy. You know what I mean? Like easy. they're comfortable. So, so why not the Mountain West? Because why would you take $4 million? You're, you're talking about taking $4 million. Again, again it, the best analogy I've heard on this. And I want to say that it was Cowherd who, who said something. Or maybe it was Rome. I don't remember. Yeah. But one of them was somebody was saying. Cowherd. Bullets won't kill you until they're fired. But yeah. the fear of death is what's intimidating. Yeah. And to me, if you're Stanford right now, because of your academic prowess and the revenue stream that academics are to you, people, people want to be in business with you. If you step down to the Mountain West athletically, I think it puts a little tarnish on the brand. Yeah. People are people are no longer in fear of you. Well, it's like it's like this concept of respecting the path you take. I mean, independence is obviously a more difficult path than going to the Mountain West, but it garners you a lot yeah. more respect. I mean, if if yes. 3 years from now when the Mountain West TV deal is up and Stanford's a free agent again, they can come back around this thing and say, "Hey, Big 10, Hey, you know, I guess Big 12, even though I don't feel like they're a Big 12 school, you know, hey, dude, we've been independent, or, or yeah, we've been independent the last three years, or we've been in the Mountain West the last three years. I feel like those conferences would respect the independent grind more because you got to make your own schedule. I mean, dude, hmm? it's it's like what we always say, dude, Tom Homo pulled a, 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 a rabbit out of his hat for every game for every how year. long, dude? Like, Ten the guy years. is a magician. Like, it's ridiculous what they were able to build to. And then they get rewarded with the Big 12. So I'm not saying that's the path Stanford needs to take, but I do think there's a certain respect factor uh, in the idea that, hey, like you guys, your conference got raided. It burned to the ground, but you didn't panic. You didn't just run over to the Mountain West, you know, and leave, a, leave the P5 system because you didn't have anywhere to go. You went independent. You made a good schedule. You kept your money right. And now we can talk about being in business together because our TV deal is up. That's yep. what I think Stanford's got to consider. All right, Lonnie Goodman for $5 says that Stanford refuses the Mountain West Conference. They're even less of a fit for the ACC. I, I've i never thought Stanford or Cal was a fit in the ACC. Yeah. Because, again, I think the, the thing that's made the most sense, one of our sources said to us, the, the politics of the ACC members would never allow them to vote yes on Stanford and Cal. Yeah. Would never. Yeah, I think that's one of the best points I've ever hey, heard. Of. No smoke. Domer Wap for hey, two dollars. Uh, Jake, great monologue, excellent points. Thanks, Domer. I'll work on getting my baby seat. Yeah, uh, booster seat. Thank no, you. Oh, booster seat. My bad. Big bad brass bulls. Bulls for five dollars. Oh, bulls. This season, BYU wins the Big Twelve, goes to the college football playoffs, and wins the Natty. Wait, damn. <laughs> <laughs> These monkeys keep flying out of my butt. Yeah, seriously, bro. You need to you need to chill out with all that, bro. It's going to be a few years for BYU. Um, Lonnie Goodman for two dollars. Lincoln Riley won't be at SC after this year. Why would he leave? Why? Yeah. USC? Why would you leave USC? 
There's is, not a better job bro, when you're winning. Has he not been given the the job of his career on a oh. silver platter? I mean, not on. only like USC in the Pac-12 is a great opportunity. Just before all this happened, like, hey Lincoln, we're USC, we're in the Pac-12, come be our coach. Okay, great. I'll bring Caleb, bring the boys, we'll do some winning. That's what happened, and then it turned now, into when, a whole other now, thing. Now, wait. On the way to you, Caleb is going to paint his nails. I hope that's okay. And he's going to actually <laughs> in, paint insults departed at you. On Does he do that again this year? Yeah. Caleb Williams paints insults on his nails to the team that they're playing. Okay, fuck you. How's that? Dude, why? Uh, and Donuts, a member of the show for four months. Let's go, baby. Shot a 34 this morning in donuts. Thank you for the golf money. Uh, you respect uh, the winners. Yes, you Best. do. Winning, winning brings you respect. There's no doubt. This room full of winners. Winners here. That's <laughs> who you're going to be sitting next to. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street's amazing. Uh, Lance Johnson for $5. Your mark is sitting back and waiting for new deals separating football and basketball. Man, I'm glad you said that. A huge brawl in the comments section last night about, and I love the fact that I cannot wait till in about, I don't know, an hour and a half, we're going to talk about this Elon blocking on Twitter thing. So dumb. The brawl that happened on the, in the comments section last night about how nobody gives a damn about college basketball, that football's where it's at. And I read that and I'm like, nah, I'm not getting involved in this. I woke up this morning and there was like a string of a hundred comments and I'm reading through it and I went to refresh it and it disappeared because you wouldn't believe how many people are like, F you, no F you, your mom's a home. You know, like just getting personal with each other over whether or not college basketball is a legitimate revenue stream. And I'll drop that mother like You guys. College basketball is a hugely important revenue stream. Yeah, it is. And I think the Big 12 right now is is building the mold for this. Right now they are they are quite literally crafting the mold for how to make money on college basketball. And I think Brett Yarmark with his Rucker Park agreement where they're doing clinics and and teaching kids in New York City, the Big 12. It's it's a- this ain't intramurals. The Big Don't 12. Intramurals, brother. They're sending their coaches and players to Rucker Park. And they're doing clinics and working with kids and forming relationships. Do you think they're doing that out of the goodness of their heart? Well, partly. But they're doing it because it's a revenue stream. Yeah. They want to be involved with Rucker Park. And they want the recruiting foothold. Why didn't they add UConn? Because they don't need UConn. They already have the best basketball brand in the country. Bro, you're talking about a guy in Brett Yormark who spent 14 years with the Nets, dude. The Brooklyn Nets, dude. So, you know, the guy just understands, man, how to create opportunities for himself and his partners where they can make money because that's all that matters. What is the the great ace in the hole in college football, college athletic – expansion slash realignment money if you are a, a a program or a conference that maybe isn't winning national championships but you're making above board money you're gonna be fine right because ultimately yeah. that's who are we describing with that we're describing the pac-12 right so they had they had a good conference but they weren't making money 
winning winning or not winning was not a problem for no, the Pac-12. They were relevant enough. They were a good football conference. Like, it was fine. Basketball needs some love, but it was fine. Money is what killed them. And so I think what Brett's trying to do is saying, okay, I want to win in football, but I also want to win in basketball, and I want to make as much freaking money as possible for this conference because I know that that's a, an Dude, insurance plan. Like, what happened to you today? I don't know. Like actually making good, I, you know, you know, solid. I, I went home last night and formulated I watched, points. Dude, I went home and I watched the Tim Tebow hype video, and so Here today it. I'm making uh, better. I'm making better points today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I almost considered oh. buying Tim Tebow's blood red stained jersey to wear on the show today. You guys, if you missed the show yesterday, we had a a Pier Six brawl over. Whether or not Tim Tebow, God bless, is the best quarterback in the history of college football. God bless. And again, go look in the comments section. These these idiots didn't get banned. But <laughs> like, there are people like, he sucked at Florida. I'm like, dude, you, you can say a lot of things about Tim Tebow. Oh, here we go. Hit me over the head with a Bible, which is what somebody <laughs> said. God bless. All that's true. You can never say Tim Tebow sucked at Florida. But it's amazing how pissed off people got because I said he's the greatest college football player ever. No, he's not. Okay. It's okay. Who hurt you, no. sir? <laughs> like so many people got so upset over that. Pissed. Uh, Joseph Luarez gives us $2. Thank you very much. Tom Dean, one of the guys who hey, said, oh, you Tom know, Dean. just because you win a championship doesn't make you great. <laughs> Tom Dean compared Tim Tebow to Joakim Noah. <laughs> 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 it was like, well, Joe Kim has championships in college basketball. Hey, uh, Joakim has uh, championships in college, and he sucked in the NBA. Nobody ever said Joe Kim Noah was the best college basketball player ever. I am not alone in believing that Tim Tebow is the best college football player ever. <laughs> Tom gives us $2. 16 is perfect. Three rival plus six plus six. Okay. Okay, My, seven plus A equals yeah, X. The math formulas and, yeah, and stuff. Triangular triangulation. And quadratic equations in the vernal equinox. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Luera is $2. Cal Washington State, Oregon State to the Mountain West or AAC. Uh, two minutes from now, we are going to debate AAC versus the Mountain West Conference. But we remind you that Papa Murphy's Pizza is the official pizza of the Monty Show. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. Hey, don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 when you download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. There's never a bad time to get Papa Murphy's Pizza, the calzones, the marinara meatballs, the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah order it in the app. You can order it at 4 in the afternoon for 7 o'clock pickup or 2 in the morning for a 7 p.m. pickup. It'll be on the to-go rack, ready to go. You're in, you're out. The thing I love about Papa Murphy's is it's faster than delivery, and the ingredients are fresher and better. You get a better pizza at a much better price from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTE25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. 30 minutes from now, we will tell you who's going to see Oregon and Texas Tech. 
And I think it's a stunning upset. I think it's a stunning upset who yeah. the winner is going to be. You guys will be stunned. We will show you the video. It is a stunning upset. It really is, though. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. <clears throat> Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up Energy for uh, producing that segment for us. This hour of the show, uh, hour number two of the show, is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Did you guys make $1,000 today at work? Oh, you didn't. TridayTrading.com. Do you hate your boss? Are you tired that they're making you go back into the office? Do you hate your commute? Do you wish you could go on that vacation? Do you want that Porsche? You can get all that by going to TridayTrading.com. And if I said to you, hey, I'll show you the rest of your life for 10 bucks, would you do it? Of course you would. $10 30-day trial membership, TridayTrading.com. The best way to make $1,000 a day, work for yourself, work from home, and go on those vacations. Live in that house. Drive that car. Don't be the one who's always looking at your neighbor like, damn, they're gone to Disneyland again. You could afford Disneyland because you went to TridayTrading.com. You got the $10 30-day trial membership, and that $10 is a charitable donation. It's a tax write-off. Um, and what they give you in that 30 days is their entire program. They hold nothing back. You get elite, high-level coaching. You get their software, their process, their algorithms, their training. And when the, the program is over, they fund an account for you. You start your day trading career with TridayTrading.com's money, not your own money. And they let you keep 80% of the profit at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. One of the burning questions in college football right now is what is going on with Stanford? Is the ACC really going to add Stanford and Cal? I am here to tell you today from my sources and, and the people that I speak to, that's not likely to happen. There would have to be a stunning upset. As I told you to start the show, there are five universities in the ACC who are a hard no. That is Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, North Carolina State, and Miami. And I confirm that Miami is in that because a lot of people said, you're really stupid. The Hurricanes are a yes. <laughs> uh, no, they're a no yeah. right now. And one of the biggest questions then is, okay, if Stanford and Cal are not going to the ACC, where are they going? And it opens up this question about the AAC versus the Mountain West Conference. And we had this discussion yesterday, and we talked about Stanford's brand. And Stanford makes a lot of money on one thing that nobody else in, in college athletics can do. Make money on relationships. Stanford makes a lot of money on research and education-based relationships that also are gateways to sports, that are also gateways to sports revenue that they would have no access to if the remaining four members of the Pac-12 went to the AAC. And I know that this upsets a lot of people, but the bottom line is when we talk about relationships, let's talk about the members of the AAC. Because one of the things that I think is so fascinating about the AAC is you have your core members. You have your UABs. East Carolina is probably the best football brand in the conference. Um, but you have your Florida Atlantics who went deep into the NCAA tournament last year. You have your Tulsa's, your Wichita State's. Tulane is a great university. Right. Great educational institution, right? The Temples, the Rices. But you also have your affiliate members. And I think this is where we, we, we got into it a little bit yesterday. Because people are like, you said, 
you said Sac State's in the conference. They are for women's rowing. No, I'm not kidding. Cal State Sac, Sacramento State, is in the conference for rowing. There is quite a bit of affiliations for the Florida Gators. Who knew that the University of Florida is in the AAC for women's lacrosse? As is James Madison. As is Old Dominion. As is Vanderbilt. But here's the problem. These affiliate relationships, as I talked about yesterday, you can't leverage them. There's not real value in that. Like Stanford's a full-time member of your conference. So they have a vested interest in making sure that you're healthy so they're healthy because a rising tide of money and finances raises all bank accounts. Thanks. See what I did there? Like a yeah. rising t- all ships. Yeah, all ships, but you said bank accounts instead. But when you, you, know. you look at... You look at Florida International, they're in for men's soccer and women's swimming and diving. That's it. So you have this conference really where your endowments are fine, right? You're mm-hmm. fine, but you don't have massive endowments like you do in the in, in at Stanford. Yeah. You don't have massive endowments that are going to be able to carry universities through lean times. So if you take these four remaining schools, which by the way is not going to happen, and you merge the AAC into the Pac-4. The PAAC. Does that make a lot of sense for for Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State? No. When you're going to have to go to UAB and East Carolina and Florida Atlantic and Memphis and, you know, North Carolina, Charlotte, and... Well, that's the issue, isn't it? North Texas and Rice, and that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Whereas, if you go to the Mountain West, you already have regional partnerships that are in place. Fresno State comes to mind. You look at somebody like Oregon State. What does Oregon State want to do business with North Texas for that doesn't Oregon state doesn't have that relationship, but would Oregon state want to do business with the lesser end of the conference, the Utah state Aggies, the, well, yeah, they would because they're, they're similar university in size and scope. They, they can compete athletically. Oregon state would probably win the the mountain West in football. The moment they stepped in, Now, is that a step down? Yes. Has Scott Barnes, the athletic director, who, by the way, his former university was Utah State. Does Scott Barnes, on the record, say we are only interested in rebuilding the Pac-12? He did. But the bottom line is you have to take the avenue that's given to you. Mm -hmm. Oregon State and Washington State are along for the ride. That's the the bottom line. The bottom line. They're along for the ride. Now, Do I believe that those four schools in the pack are going to the Mountain West? I don't. What I think is, in some form or fashion, those Mountain West schools are going to merge with the Pac-12, remaining four, and you're going to have a Power 5 conference or, in name, a Power 5 conference. Because I also am not going to sit here and tell you that, hey, the college football playoffs going to be like, well, holy shit. (laughs) You mean San Jose State won the the Pac Mountain West 4-12? Well, people better give them that large bid. Right. Yeah, that's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. The pack, 
remaining whatever, the Pac Mountain West very well may come together. Yeah, it's Pac West. It's not going to get an auto bid. Those days are over. Yeah. That I think that's done. Yeah. And so I look at this, I don't see any avenue. And I've asked God and everybody. Well, I didn't actually ask God, but I asked a lot of people, hey, do you see an avenue for the AAC and and let's just say the top half of the AAC to come in and restock the Pac-12? And the question is, who in the AAC, where's the line in the AAC? Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any doubt Tulane, Memphis, they make some sense. But do you, are you really telling me that Wichita State with its $276 million endowment Makes a lot of sense for the the Pac Mountain West thing. It doesn't. Yeah. Are you telling me that Wichita, Kansas is a market of note? And that uh, a TV deal paying uh, a little less than two million dollars a year per school is looking real attractive. It's difficult to it's difficult to make this argument. Yeah. And when your enrollments are, hey, SMU's got an enrollment of just short of twelve thousand students. It's an awfully difficult argument to make for Rice, who's got 7,100 students. Yeah. So, and just looking at their endowments and their student size and their alumni size, and you look at the fact that you have public versus private, and you look at, you know, Memphis, and I think Florida Atlantic, and I think East Carolina, there's some valuable brands here. But are you telling me that Cal and Oregon State and Washington State are excited to go back and forth? Yeah. The money's not worth it to them, especially when they're already broke. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it today. I am here to throw down. Let's get some bare knuckle Pier 6 brawls going in the comments section about just how great the AAC is because I know, oh, my God, you guys are idiots. Sacramento State's not in there. You said Vandy was in the AAC. No, that's not what I said. You think you know it all. And one guy's like, you said limited partners. That's not real. It's affiliate. Oh, my bad. Well, sorry, dude. My bad. I personally would like an apology. Hero75 says, any idea when the Big Ten and the Big 12 will drop their new schedules? I think that's going to take some time. Yeah. I think that's going to take some time. The AI machine needs some time, bro. I can't wait to see who's playing who in the new larger conferences. None of that is going to happen until realignment's done. Lonnie Goodman for $5. Riley won't be at USC because he'll go to the NFL where Caleb... Uh, is to be his coach. He ran from being in the SEC. He ran from being in the SEC. Right. Uh, the Big Ten is more competitive. It's not. Um, just facts. Those are not facts. Yeah, those are not facts. Dude, the Big Ten's not more competitive. Lincoln Riley, in no way, shape, or form, ran from the Big Twelve. No, he did not run from the SEC. USC is a better job than Oklahoma. It, the, you want to talk about facts? Those are facts. Yeah. USC is a better job than Oklahoma. And by the way, that choice wound up benefiting him even more because the path through the Big Ten to the college football playoff is an easier path than the Big 12 I'm or ju- the SEC. I'm, and I'm just telling you now, I'm just telling you now that there is no – there is no rationale mm-hmm. that Lincoln Riley wants to go to the – and I believe he's on the record saying he has no desire because the, the guy is the king. He is an absolute rock star in college football. 
I'm for real. And he has an he has the opportunity through NIL, the transfer portal, recruiting. Look at how much he's dominated recruiting at SC. Yeah. Dominated it. He's gonna own a large swath of the Midwest because he's got connections there already and the West Coast. Yeah. Like he, he he's not running from the SEC. I I Lonnie, with all due respect, See, you say that I hate on Lincoln. That I feel like is hating more well, on that's Lincoln. That's certainly dude. hating on. Yeah, I, I, you're never going to hear me say that dude's running from a conference. Tom Dean for two dollars. Sac State, all Sac, no massive endowment. Correct. Well, and Sac State's great. Sac State's a really good institution. Sac, can you measure it? I love Sacramento. I told you guys I used to live there. Like I, I have good friends there. Shout out Elk Grove. Shout out Fair Oaks. Shout out Lake Tahoe. Shout out Tahoe. What's up? Love Tahoe, um, but you're you're just it's going to be awfully difficult to to make it, well you know Sac State guys right, guys 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 right guys. down the road from from Stanford they could be hey guys store hey guys and unless your name is is <laughs> Apple they're not going to take your call Donnie please they're not going to take your call yeah and Lonnie dude save Donnie. your money. Bro, save your money. I meant more competitive than the Pac-12. Donnie, it's please. Don't try to fix it now. Don't Lonnie, try to fix it, bro. Donnie, you're out of your element. Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> the Pac-12 is a far superior football conference than the Big Ten. Yeah. Do you... Lonnie? I mean... I, I with I lots of love, Lonnie. I appreciate the super the super sticker, the tip, man. But all due respect. But you have better quarterbacks. You have better defenses. It is far deeper. All Oregon, due respect. Oregon State's going to win nine ten games this year. But all due respect. Washington is. Washington's better than Penn State, dude. Look at Utah. Look at the schedules, and dude, go go look at Ohio State's schedule. That's a schedule written to get them into the, the college football playoff. Yeah. Then go look at any schedule in the Pac-12, and it's more. You're telling me they're it's the Big Ten is more competitive than the Pac-12, dude. You you in the Big Ten you're talking about on the football field playing Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, uh, Minnesota. It, it, it's not close. And just the West. Just look at the Big Ten West. Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, for crying out loud, Purdue, and Wisco. Now, Wisco, Wisco's coming up. There's no doubt about that. Their Camp Randall's going to be popping again. And I think Nebraska, I think they're going to be popping again. You need those two schools to be better. So if the East is Ohio State, Michigan, and sometimes Penn State, and the West is Nebraska and Wisconsin. That's five teams. Here, let's talk about the Pac-12. Uh, you have USC, Utah, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State are all ranked. Okay, and then, by the way, Jed Fish at Arizona is going to be a real pain in the ass this year. I don't know what to make of of UCLA. I mean, replacing DTR is going to be incredibly difficult, but they've always got offense there. Like, I'm telling you, have you looked at Utah? Utah is the back-to-back. UCLA back -back. or Illinois? You're U going to take UCLA. 
Dude. Utah's the back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Florida at Baylor. So just right there, your schedule is better than Ohio State. Weber State, okay, cupcake. That's a win. UCLA at Oregon State, Cal. At USC, Oregon. <coughs> Arizona State <coughs> at Washington. At Arizona, home for Colorado. Remind me again how that's a 10-win schedule? Bro, that's the best schedule in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. The, the, the Big Ten is set up for Ohio State and Michigan to and go to the really college football Ohio playoff. State because Michigan only shows up once every couple of years. And let's see what let's see what Michigan is. They've won the game two years in a row. Yeah, but with all and due I respect, love Michigan Lonnie, fan dying on that hill. I understand you've won the game two years in a row, but let's be really honest. You only show up every couple of years. You do. So if you win it this year, okay, then I will come off that take. But I, I like Ryan Day has dominated that conference for a long time, dude. I mm, too screwed. I, I this is why the Pac-12 is dead. Yeah, this is why the Pac because Lonnie, I think Lonnie believes this, and Lonnie by the by these last two takes of yours, it tells me you're qualified to be the MLS beat writer for the AP in Minneapolis, because that's how that dude voted last year. Yeah, when Utah beat USC, he ranked USC ahead. And then he did it twice. Yeah, I wonder what the sticker shock is going to be when people realize these packed, these packed schools are actually good. And nobody will ever them. say. Nobody will ever say that. No, because the the Pac-12 gets zero respect. It, yeah. let, it, if we are truth telling about this, we are truth telling about this. While you hit the the like button, all nine hundred and sixty three of you watching. Can you really make the argument to me that the Big Ten is a better conference this coming football season than the Pac-12? What are you, must? Because if you're going to be, if you're like, oh, yeah, it's, an, it's a no-brainer. So then that tells me you don't watch Pac-12 football. Yeah. Well, but again, I think that's the point, though, isn't it? Yes. Who does? Nobody. That's why it's that's dead. That's the issue. <laughs> right? That's why it's dead, in my opinion. Okay, all caps writer. Everybody, are you ready? It's all caps. Get ready. Jake and Monty. Please predict each team's... Do it in the Tanner voice. Hey, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Hey, guys. Can you please predict each team's record game by game for the pack? Hey, guys. The four playoff teams, championship and game winners. (laughs) I appreciate the all caps. Don't ever do it again. Salamini. When has any Pac-12 team shown up in the college football playoff and how many times? Oregon. But wait, so is that the measure? Because, again, I'm just, I'm just curious, who does Ohio State beat every year to go to the college football playoff? No, go ahead. I'm waiting. For, please, go ahead. Who does Clemson beat every year? It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. I'm just waiting for your answer because Ohio State doesn't fucking beat anybody. The Big Ten is a joke. It is so shallow. This expansion was so incredibly necessary. Listen to this schedule out of Ohio State this year, it's dude. It's brutal. Indiana, Youngstown State. Where the hell is Youngstown State, yeah, dog? Youngstown, Ohio. Thank you. Okay, great. <laughs> Western Kentucky, Notre Dame, first real opponent. Maryland, Purdue, Penn State, second real opponent. Wisconsin, third real opponent. Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota, and you end the year with Michigan. So how exactly, like, what would Ohio State be 
in the Pac-12. But Jake, Michigan, Michigan's the best team in the the Big 12. They're going to be battle-tested with East Carolina, (laughs) UNLV, and Bowling Green. And then they open the conference with Rutgers. All four of those are at home. They don't have a road game until because it's garbage. the last day of September at, at Nebraska. Then it's at Minnesota, home for Indiana, at Michigan State, Purdue, at Penn State, Maryland on the road, and then Ohio State. Because it's garbage. So take that schedule, put SC, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA in it. Then we can have a conversation. I mean, then e- even, we can have a conversation. Even Penn State. West Virginia, Delaware, at Illinois, Iowa, at Northwestern, UMass. On October 14th, you're playing UMass. Bro. Okay. Uh, At Ohio State. Okay. Indiana, at Maryland, Michigan. Okay. Rutgers, at Michigan State. Nice. I'm I'm amazed. And you're arguing with me over a better... Come on, you guys. Because it's garbage. I will. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you every single day. The absolute slurp job that gets done on the Big Ten every year is insane. And I hope I'm wrong, dude. I'm serious. But you're not. Dude. I and hope I'm wrong. Everybody and their mom knows you're not wrong, I dude. hope that 31 teams in the Big Ten go to the college football playoff this year. It's really unfair. Like, I hope every team in the Big Ten is undefeated at the end of the season. Right. I hope... I'm kidding. I'm just being a jerk now. But I, I do. I would love to see that. I grew up in Chicago, man. I'm an Illinois football fan. Hell no, we're not. Don't lie to me. No. It's not. Bro, come on, man. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. This is, the, Right now, it's a three-team conference. Next year, different story. Different story. Different story. Um, Jeff Woodworth says it's even worse in basketball. Oh. No, we're not getting it. We don't have time for that. We ain't dude. got time for we that. Famlor, uh, SEC will never go to 10 conference games. Never. I disagree. I think you're going to have no choice. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. You're going to have no choice. Yeah. No choice. CKS, Utah, I believe, only has two losing seasons in the Pac-12. Been to conference championship for the last five times. Hardly just got good the last couple of years. It, it I you're not wrong. The pack. Nobody wants to say it. The Pac-12 has been a competitive interconference. Has been unbelievably competitive to the how point ma- where it's self-detrimental. How many? How many dreams have died? Who remembers SC going to Pullman <coughs> on a Friday night <coughs> and dying? Like it. That happens all the time. Yeah. JC, will you Unimass ever become an FBS player? Spanish TV. Uh, no idea. Could not tell you. Probably not. Uh, Renee Roca, LOL, Lincoln knew OU was going to the Big Ten. Yeah, like, he's not running. For, come on, you guys. Um, roundabout, Chicago makes sense. It does. It does. Uh, Tom Dean, I'm just being a jerk now. Yeah, it, always. Not just now. Not not just not just now that you, you know. Uh, <laughs> I patched that was 12 years ago in the Mountain West. Utah was sub-500 in the pack for six years. Well, yeah, they built. Kyle Whittingham was on the verge of getting fired. But for the last six, seven years? I mean, he's always got one of the best defenses. And I'm not, do I really have to defend no. Kyle Whittingham in no. Utah? No. No, I don't think I have to do that. No. Cougar Tail, dear Abby, I'm getting the vibe I should root for Utah over Florida since they're joining my beloved Big 12 conference, but I'm a Coug. Desperately need advice. Oh. <laughs> You should root for Utah.
because I I am thirsty. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm the 40-year-old virgin who's just like, sweetheart, come on now. Just do, throw you gotta me. You got to get stroked. <laughs> throw me a bone. Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys. Do you know how thirsty I am for BYU and Utah's undefeated teams to play in the Holy War? I think I've hit it every time. In November? Dude. God, please let that happen. Let that happen. Let it. I'm I need it. I'm so bricked up oh, right now. Dude. The, the, you oh. want the holy war. Yeah. You need the holy war. Hellbilly says Sunbelt greater than the Big Ten. I'm, I believe that's true. Lonnie told me it's true, so it must be true. James L for $5. P4 plus Mountain West AAC or both goes back to last week's talk about what it takes to upgrade to a G5 to a P5. How good does G5 have to be or big public schools only? I don't think there's any way to upgrade a conference like that. I, I Nobody has been able to answer that question. That's why I think you try to rebuild the Pac-12 mm-hmm. with the four remaining schools and you try to convince somebody that you're deserving of a spot in the college football playoff for your conference champion. Yeah, I think that's what you try to do. You know. T. Higgins is a badass. <laughs> I don't think now I could be Bro, wrong. Okay, I, I, you're a Big Ten guy. We get it. I could be wrong. We get it. I could be wrong. No, he's a Clemson fan. Um I don't believe T. Higgins is a badass is on your birth certificate. I don't believe that's the case. At Clemson, we're making over forty million extra a year from the right to buy football tickets and our we top built twenty this program on NIL. in athletic revenue in the nation. That's what you have to do. In God's name, image, and likeness. That's what you have to do. We really did. That's why I'm saying what is Florida State like Florida State Florida State's that dude that wants to bitch about taking the garbage out. The garbage has to go out. You know that's what you have to do. Go take the garbage out. <laughs> Florida State won't do that. <laughs> Florida State won't do it. I'm telling you. They just want to be the squeaky wheel. Yeah, dude. It makes me crazy. Hey, we're Florida State. We should get paid more money. Why? Um, Yeah, let me go to the back room and formulate that answer. <laughs> Dion used to play here. Uh, San Diego State Aztec Warrior for $10. What's the media value of the Pac Mountain West Conference, and is there even a media partner left in the market? Um, CBS Sports, maybe. Would the Mountain West cut bottom feeders for the merger? Um, I don't believe that they would. There's no cutting. I think what you would see is that a new, a new, they would have a deal done because Gloria Navarez has phenomenal relationships with her TV partners. And I think ESPN wants, wants the content. I think ESPN wants to do that deal. Mm-hmm. And I think ESPN would be in that deal. Fox already has a piece of the Mountain West. CBS Sports Network has a piece of the Mountain West. It, it makes sense at a at – a, if the Mountain West, what, is now at $4 million a year, at a 10 to $12 million a year deal for three years, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Uh, Mooncat, big equals uh, big one goobers in ACC equals all cupcake conference. No. The ACC equals already crowned Clemson. In God's name, image, and likeness. You know. Uh Remy gives us $2. Thank you. Pew, pew. What's up, Texas Tech? Uh, last one before we announce the winner. Domer Wap. Hey, Domer. Domer. Who's the person injecting the sound bites? Well done. That's me. This guy. Stay hard. That's what I do. <coughs> it's, it's Jake. 
It is Jake. All right, let's take five minutes and announce the winner in a shocking upset. In a shocking upset, Oregon at Texas presented at Texas Tech on September 9th. Now, we have to go through the submissions and we need to kind of story. Let's just play the winner. Let's just play the winner because I think it's really good. I I think it's it's really really good. And or, or should No, go ahead. Go ahead. Just let the video the- let a video speak for itself. I'm the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Notice the bucked up on the face like <laughs> That is from Salamini. Mm-hmm. It's a really good video. I love it. Um, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, he also submitted this one. was awesome great well done well done well i don't i I don't know how how we would how we would not give salamini the tickets for those two i i just thought they were so creative and so doubt well done with the bucked up on the face in the elf video come on man i mean i it was it was amazing he's a brilliant guy he is and uh, you know what man I, i we got so many submissions but those two were two of the best um Pause, bro. Pause. The, the hard work that Salamini put into those, I just think he's so deserving. What uh, the fuck are you talking of, about? Of winning this contest. Don't. We have made this decision before the show. Um, I just think he's so de- wow, de- Dad. Wow. Deserving of winning this contest. I, I, Don't lie to me. I'd like to say, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'd like to say congratulations to Salamini, but I can't because Aaron Wilson won. I'm hearing a lot of doubts about me winning this ticket competition. Well, let me reassure you. September 9th in Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas, 6 p.m. Arizona time. Stone Cold will be representing the Monty Show in Bucked Up Energy and watching the Texas Tech Red Raiders de-feather the Oregon Ducks. And before the game, I'm going to drink one Bucked Up, two Bucked Up, Three bucked up. Four bucked what? Up. 
Buckshot. Oregon fans, if you're afraid of coming down here to Lubbock, Texas, then say your prayers, open up your Bible, and read Red Raider 316. Because Tech is going to open up a Texas-sized can of whoop-ass on you. Let's go. How? Rack em. How? How? Yeah! How? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing work. Aaron Wilson, congratulations. You are the winner of the Texas Tech hosting Oregon. I mean, just well so played. many, so much effort, so such a good script that you put in the, the Stone Cold. What? Like, is amazing. And it just so happens that Steve Austin's one of my favorite professional wrestlers as well. Uh, so congratulations to Aaron Wilson, uh, one of our favorite listeners on the show. The guy is fantastic. Yes. Overlook the fact that he's a Texas Tech fan, which is fine. But, you know, <laughs> Renee did do a, did Renee do another video today? He did not. He did not do another. Salamini did, did. Salamini did. Renee's was really good. Yeah. A Aaron had several that were good. Like, we got so many submissions on this one mm -hmm. because this was the second most requested game to Oregon. Baylor was by far the number one requested game. Yeah. Or uh, Texas at uh, Baylor was the number one requested game. This game was number two. Um, and now the number three requested game, we are giving away a week from today. It is Colorado at Utah on November 25th. Now, obviously we have a huge Utah following on this show. Yeah. Um, and Jake loves Deion Sanders chest hair. We That's all right. understand. Yes, that. yes, yes. Um, so we are giving away a week from today, a pair of tickets. To see Colorado at Utah on November 25th. Now, I won't be there. I will be in Hawaii. We. We. Two O's in Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, we will be in Hawaii on vacation. You, whoever wins, will be at, at uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City for Colorado at Utah. And all you have to do is go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or in St. George. And take a picture with your food. Be creative. The BYU tickets went to somebody who spelled out the final score of BYU in Arkansas. I think it was. Cincinnati. Or no, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The BYU-Cincinnati game, they spelled out the winner. That's we gave. That was our week one. BYU's first game at home in the Big 12. Yes. That was really creative. It was awesome. Mike Maples was really creative with his. He wore Jordans, had on our shirt. Had like, a sign. Unbelievable stuff from Mapes. The bar is high on this one. Go to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden or down in St. George. Show us that you were in the store. Show us your food. Be creative. And let's give these tickets away a week from today as we close out our month of giving on the Monty Show. We wanted to give you guys tickets. It has been incredible. And Aaron Wilson, what an incredible job you did. Yes to win these tickets. And we ball busted you hard on this one. Yeah. Like all week, I think I might've said 30 times, everybody but Aaron Wilson's eligible. <laughs> and he just worked harder and harder and made better videos. It was unreal to watch you work, Aaron. It is our pleasure to award you these tickets. Um, we will electronically transfer them to you when they are given to us, by the way, which is, we have to wait for those. Um, but it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to see you there. 
Uh, I'll look for videos and pictures. It's awesome. Congratulations, Aaron Wilson, the winner of Oregon go, at Texas Tech. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, Aaron Wilson, stay hard. Stay hard. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Fat Jesus says, whoever pulls an American pie scene with super chick sandwiches is the automatic winner. I'm not encouraging you to do that. We cannot, we cannot provide ideas. I am not encouraging you to do that. Kurt Myers, um, who won the Baylor tickets? Uh, let me look. I don't want to say the wrong name. Hold on, let me, let me pull I, that up real oh quick. Oh my God, it just—I had it right in my head. Um, Bryce Martin. Bryce Martin, yes. Bryce Martin won the Baylor Texas tickets. Um, James Knight says the Grocock. He put a Texas Tech logo. Bro, James, what are you doing, dude? James Knight has. Oh, you're rolling. Has put a Texas Tech logo. Uh, the Grocock legacy lives on. No. No, dude. No. Have you not, James, respectfully, dude, I'm not coming after you, but have you not been listening? We're, <laughs> we're giving away tickets here. They didn't vote him. He earned it. Yeah, he won them. Yeah, he earned it, bro. He, he made videos. Domer Wop gives us $5 to say, wait, what? Come on. Steve Austin is the $6 million man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Teddy Wayman. <laughs> Nice. I haven't been to a college football game. I'm super excited. Let's go, Teddy. Uh, by the way, by the way, one other announcement we should make on the show today. Um, I am super stoked to tell you guys um, that we are partnered with uh, Prize Picks this year um, because uh, I believe Teddy Wayman is the one who was beating me over the head with it last year. Mm -hmm. We are partnered with Prize Picks. I want it. And if you're a member of our uh, Instagram uh, members only group, you already know this. We are a member of Prize Picks. If you download the Prize Picks app, it is unbelievable daily fantasy. Um, and it's super easy to use. All you're doing is picking your over under on, like for baseball, you pick two guys over under. And let's say it's Garrett Cole over under seven strikeouts. You take the over under, you know, if you think he's over that or under that. And that's your pick. And if you're over, you win. And it's really fun. I love Daily Fantasy. We've told you guys that for, for months and months on the show. And it's just one of those things that so many people asked us about prize picks. Yeah. Um, it's in the description below uh, on YouTube. If you're on YouTube or on the uh, audio podcast, look in the description. There's a link there to sign up using our code. The, the prize picks promo code is Monty. Uh, M-O-N-T-Y, Monty. Super easy to sign up, you guys. Um, they have great promotions going on. Prize Picks is one of our favorite. And I think we've talked about Prize Picks for a long time on the show. Uh, they have a generous promotion schedule, including weekly promotions like Taco Tuesday, Flex Friday. Like For football season, it's amazing. And the thing that I really like about Prize Picks, it's it's that you're not competing against other people. It's you versus you. Mm -hmm. You got to make good choices in daily fantasy to win. And that's, that's what I love about it. Um, it's safe and it offers um, fast withdrawals for you guys. So basically what happens is you go on the app, you use our link um, and they have like matching deposits. So like they'll match deposits up to hundred percent, like all these great promotions. And you can, you, I mean, you play every day if you want to, we're going to do it for football season. We'll have like a, a Thursday, Friday, Sunday um, contest for you. We're going to have weekly prizes for it. So sign up now. Get the app downloaded. Um, use the link. It really helps our show when you guys use the link in the description below. 
or if it at, there's a promo code, it's just Monty. M-O-N-T-Y. Monty is the the promo code to sign up. Um, it is just... It's awesome, dude. It's it is. a lot and, of fun. And I love that it's skill-based. Yes. That's what I love about it. It's skill-based fantasy games. I'm a huge fan of Daily Fantasy. And we've yeah. been working on this for so long. Yes. For so, so long. So get in the link, download the app, and let's let's rock and roll on it. Because I think it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Teddy says price picks is awesome. Yes. Let's go. Um, Tom Dean says fast pullouts. That's Jake. Fast pullouts. Fast Jakey pullout. That's his nickname. Wow. Uh, Teddy Wayman, six of six pays out twenty-five times. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm super stoked about it, you guys. It is prize picks is is amazing. Yes. It is so much fun. And the 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 best part is, you know, if you look at if you look at where, you know, where you guys are, it's just so it's so much fun because whether you're in Florida, Georgia, we have a, a ton of listeners in Chicago, um, Texas, Utah, like you can play prize picks everywhere you are. Mm-hmm. So hook it up. Um, let's rock and roll on that. We'll start week one of the college football season. Uh, but if you guys are on prize picks, let's play daily fantasy on baseball. No, yeah, let's go. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. Let's, let's get rolling again. The link is in the description of the show below. So, uh, check that out. Um, let's see. David Floyd says I'm in DC. Knock it down, David. You can do that. Teddy Wayman, Monty and Jake. I can't tell you how excited I am that you are teaming up with them. Been waiting for you guys to do something like this. Awesome. Working on it, bro. Love it, dude. Got it done. We've been tr- we're trying to grow the show in so many different ways that involves you guys because you guys know how how important you are to us. Like our without you guys, I mean, we don't have a show without you guys. So I, I'm thrilled for it. Um, but Prize Picks, just get into your app store, download Prize Picks, um, and then click the link in the description below or use the promo code Monty when you download their app. It'll ask you for a promo code when you put in an email and your promo code. M-O-N-T-Y, Monty is your promo code. Do it. And Donut says, how about a shout-out to the five new memberships I gave? Oh, wow. It doesn't tell me that. I, I, I apologize. I have to go and look. Let's see. Um, and Donuts, it, in, over an hour ago, I apologize. Now, gifted five memberships. Way to go. Way to go. (coughs) Way to go. And Donuts, you support the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much. You're always... (coughs) Dude. Dying. I'm telling you. Dude, it's, it's really tough. Like... This, the the post nasal drip thing. You're right. It's it's like two weeks a year, once a year, and it just is. You know, it's tough. It's brutal. Uh, and donuts appreciate you, man. And donuts always, 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 always um, supports the show. So, and donuts, thank you very much, and uh, welcome to the membership, everybody. That's awesome. Um, let's see who else. Fat Jesus. When is the OnlyFans partnership coming, <laughs> Jake? Uh, why are you asking me? I don't know anything about that. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. You know. You got to get stroked. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Who else? Um, T. Higgins is a badass for $5. Florida State is that drunk uncle that no one wants around. They are more of a pain in the ass than they're worth. Totally the truth. 100%. A 100%. hundred percent. 100%. They are, it, it's... It's not worth it. All right, let's switch gears real quick. I want to ask you guys about this Missouri NIL bill um, because then we got to get to some NFL on football at 50. Um, did you guys hear about this Missouri NIL bill? Missouri signed a law 
that says high school kids can make NIL money as long as they are committed to a university in that state. So if you're a high school football player and you're getting recruited to Missouri and you commit to Missouri as a high school junior, you can start making NIL money. Oh, you went out of state. Sorry, bud. You got to wait till you're enrolled at that out-of-state university to get NIL money. Do you like this? Do you hate this? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously it encourages kids to stay in state. And I and I think that's, you know, great for the individual states. I, I, I've been curious when, you know, competition is going to ramp up at the state level instead of just at the university level. Yes, I agree. Um, and because I think what people are starting to understand is, hey, maybe NIL can help, you know, my state economically. Like maybe, you know, if we can keep these kids in state, you know, how can that push money through our local economies, you know, when we're in a really interesting economic time? And, and I think that, you know, again, sports is the thing that brings us all together. So I yes. think if you're a, if you're a, uh, you know, a state senator, let's say, or you're someone that's working on, you know, solutions for your individual state like Missouri, uh, yeah, I, I love this. I think for the kid, it's a really interesting proposition because, you know, you, you, you have a, a choice to make now in addition to the choice you were already making about what school you were going to go to. And by the way, well, I also think that it's it's an interesting proposition when you think about how hard a kid's going to work academically. Like, well, think about if you're in California. Like, let's say that this law took over in California. Dude, if you're in California, bro, you better be good in the classroom, man. You better be real good in the classroom, you know? So, like, that's also something that I think you have to consider with this. I think it's fascinating because Missouri's doing this right. And I wish... Utah's a really good example of this. I think California's a really good example of this. I think if you can emphasize the importance of keeping your best talent in state. Yeah. And if you can tell these kids, hey, we're, we're essentially going to spiff you, right? We are going to give you money early so that you can start making a living. I, I, I don't, where's the loss here? Yeah that football or basketball in Missouri just got a hell of a lot better. And when you have states like Utah, which is just stocked full of football and basketball talent, yeah, Porter Gustin winds up at USC or, you know, like you have all these kids that go, Frank Jackson goes to Duke. You have all these kids from California that go to Texas or go to Utah I think you got to try and keep them in state. I love this. Well, we all know the states that put out, like, Top end D one five star talent, right? I mean, you always hear about, oh yeah, all them Texas offensive linemen or those Florida wide receivers or those California quarterbacks. Like you hear about that all the time. And so again, this doesn't just affect the kid. It affects a lot of things through the system. Yes. Like if you're again the infamous Lincoln Riley, right? Guy's able to recruit all now over he, the country. Now he's infamous? In the comment section, he's infamous today. Okay. Okay. He's a badass, is what he is. Okay. I love this. For once, this is a law that doesn't reach into the pocket of the kid. This is a law that does not damage the kid. This is a law that doesn't punish the kid. It incentivizes them to stay home. Mm -hmm. It incentivizes them to bring tax dollars to their state. Well, I'm a big believer in that, too. Like, instead of, you know, like with, with parenting, right? Instead of punishing your kid for doing the wrong thing, incentivize them for doing the right thing. 
So if you want a kid to do something, let's not punish them. Let's incentivize them. I think that's the smart instead way to go about of, it. Instead of laws that say, hey, we're not going to give you health insurance unless. Let's do something that says, hey, you want to make more money? We'll let you make NIL money in high school if you stay in state. Yeah. If not, you can't make, well, you can't make money now. They're giving you a gateway to make more money. How important is that for Super. single parent homes? Think about the impact this has on the kid and his family. I love it. I don't <clears throat> I don't see why this is a problem. Yeah. I, I really don't. And and furthermore, I wonder how how will this affect if California did this? Can you imagine? That's what I mean. Like you look at some of these powerhouse athletic states, like again, no shade to Missouri, but like I I I look at Florida, Texas, you know, how Georgia, right? Like Mississippi, like Dude, a man, like the recruiting game changes if this were to become a countrywide thing. And I'm not saying that's going to happen anytime soon. But even if Florida or any of the major recruiting grounds fall under this type of legislature, changes it forever, man. Yes. Yes. Absolutely it does. Bots in the chat. Wow. We haven't okay. had bots in the chat in a wow. long time. Got rid of those. Got rid of those out of here yeah dude yeah we have our bot thing turned up pretty high so i appreciate it. i i apologize Boom. out of here those got in uh jeff woodworth i thought that was raider mark okay uh lopes fan gabe a member for seven months oh let's let me go. pull it out for lopes fan gabe okay let's go this is dumb what is an in-state school what if an in-state school isn't the best fit for the kid let's make uh let the kids make their money, but they can't make their money now. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think. Remember, we're talking about the high school level. Yeah. I, and what I'm saying is that if a high school kid wants to get out of his state, he's going to get out of his state anyway. Because you, I think all you're doing here is incentivizing a kid to stay home. That's all you're doing. And I don't, I don't view it as punishment. And I guess I'm open to the conversation for sure. But if you said to a kid in Lopes Van Gabe's in Arizona, let's say you said to a kid in Phoenix, hey, uh, if you stay in the, it, it, at NAU or ASU or Arizona GCU. or GCU, you can start making NAL money now. But if you go to USC, you can't. Think about the, the great basketball prospects at the high school level. Think about Braun in high school. Think about, hell, Bronny, Bryce. Think about, you know, Sharif O'Neal, right? Chet, like all these different guys who who are incredible athletes at the high school level in the basketball system. Okay, cool. You're going to start paying me now? All right, cool. I'll go to your school. Yeah. Because they can go to any school they want. That's who this is targeted at. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Gabe, you're us you and I usually are in lockstep on stuff like this, but... I, I disagree. I, I don't think it's – and if you want to say, hey, kids in high school can make NIL money, okay, I'm totally open to that. I'm open to that. And I don't know – frankly, I don't know that there are laws that say they can't. But I think you look at Texas. Why would the state of Texas not do this? So many superstar athletes from Texas and Florida leave their states. Yeah. I, I, I just I, – I don't know. You guys, in the comments section, do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, Roundabout says, as a Florida resident, I tire of grease balls in other states enticing kids out of state with money under the table. 
And I think it happens all the time. All the time. And there's a lot of recruiting services. There's a lot of shoe people. There's a lot. Like they, the best athletes in the country, the, the ranked athletes, and as much as I hate the ranking systems and as much yeah. as I hate the five-star, three-star, two-star, no-star, yeah. like I hate that shit. But as, as much as I despise it, it is the system. Yeah. And I think you have so many people that that incentivize these five-star kids with all kinds of promises. I think the system's already in place that puts the kid in jeopardy. I think there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, we want you to stay home in the state of Missouri. And if you do that, we'll let you earn more money right now. Yeah. I, I just don't see the downside in it. Yeah. I, I really don't. And let's see, Matt Riley. A state could also pass an NAL law that lets out-of-state recruits make money in their state. I just don't – and really what I, Gabe point, what Gabe's point made me think was, why do we care if a kid's getting NIL money in, in high school? If the local car dealer or heating and air conditioning company mm -hmm. wants to pay a kid $1,000 a month, to wear their T-shirt around school and in practice, or I, I, why do we care? Yeah, we shouldn't, but we do. Why do we care? Now I don't know that they're going to make that much money, but are you telling me that that Nike doesn't want to make sure that Bronny James is wearing Nike, or LeBron was going to wear Nike, or Michael was going to wear Nike? Like, yeah. I think this is a much bigger to do in in basketball because I think there's a lot more gateway to income in earlier well and i also think that basketball. there's dude there's uh, there's opportunities in other sports too that are non-revenue generating at the college level i mean look at golf look at hockey look at you know these different these golf's other, a really interesting one yeah i mean man, that's a golf, really good point yeah, i mean golf dude if you're good at golf in Ooh. high school you can go anywhere you want man you're gonna make a ton of money if you're a good high school golfer yeah no doubt about it uh og gary says congrats to my boy aaron wilson on the uh big dub yes aaron appreciate you uh, tsunami warning says Florida should quit enticing kids out of Georgia. Well, it's not really the way the world works. Thank you, uh, Rav Kinda for the $2. Appreciate you. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, Florida and Texas has enough good players that they don't always get taken by in-state schools. Drew Brees, ring a bell. Truth? Absolutely the truth. But I think not every kid's good enough to get NIL money, too. Think about that. Yeah. Uh. I think that's that's the question. Um, then move to that state. Problem solved. But good luck getting a family to pick up and move for high school NIL deals. I think it's very difficult. Tom Dean says that's fine. Florida has multiple universities that high school kids can pick from. Missouri has one school. Well, I don't even know that that's the case. I think if you are – that's an interesting question. Because does Texas need an NIL law? Well, the politics in that state would probably say they do. But I think there's such a thirst for a national NIL bill. And I think it's going to be really difficult to get. Yep. Because all these people that are like, well, you can't get health insurance until you graduate. Look, you're an idiot. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yeah. That's just really dumb. Really, really dumb. <coughs> Keaton Critchlow, I like this, could hopefully keep some of the in-state pride rivalries intact. It absolutely could. No doubt about it. Um, uh, Gary Wolf, if Texas did this, maybe SMU would be good. Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Damn, bro. Come on now. 
Lopes fan gave. If any 16-year-old kid can make money pulling fast food shifts, what, this is exactly my point. Yeah. Why can't kids make NIL money? It's dumb. I think it's completely dumb. Yeah, well, I, I think that I think that there's a lot of resentment from, you know, old politicians, folks that run the NCAA. Like, there's a lot of resentment towards these kids because these kids are able to to make money just so efficiently now. Right? They they don't need to they don't need to flip burgers anymore, man. Why do you think McDonald's is going to a robotic drive-through? Because kids don't want to work at McDonald's anymore. Kids don't want to do the cheap-ass labor at the grocery store anymore, man. They're too busy YouTubing or Twitching or whatever. They're too busy getting NIL money now. So that's that's why I think people don't want these kids to make money because you 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 resent them. You are jealous of them. You wish you. Do you were think them. there's actual resentment from old rich people? Yeah, I think so. I think there level. absolutely is. I, I think old rich no people are like, wow, man, I'm rich now. Imagine if I had the opportunity you had when I was a kid. Well, it's like, yeah, dude. Imagine. But should that keep me from having the opportunity you didn't have when you were a kid? Apparently. No, it, shouldn't. it shouldn't. And I, I think it, I think, but Gabe, I think you're, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Matt Riley, I don't, I'm just pointing out that other states can quickly work around that. Probably. Man, you're always going to work. There's always a workaround. But that's the essence of a law like this, right? What What is the genesis of the law? What is the what is their motivation? What the genesis of the law is, is not the five-star athlete. Anybody that works in recruiting or understands recruiting, this is the three-star kid. The, this is the kid that's going to college to get a degree, not to get to the NFL. Yeah. That's who this helps. This doesn't I don't I think we all think about the Travis Hunters of the world or the Bronny Jameses of the world. I think this is much more about helping the two three star kid. And I like that a lot. I think we focus too much on the elite and we don't focus on the very good. And I think it really hurts athletics. That's capitalism. We it, I absolutely agree. But this bill in my opinion helps the two and three star kid more than it helps the five star kid. Yeah. And and I I love that because the five star kid has way more options. Obviously. Way more like yeah. how many? I mean, if again, look at your best football players, look at your best quarterbacks, point guards, golfers, tennis yeah. players. They all have stacks of offer letters. They all have them, and I, your five star quarterbacks are competing for, for, are being competed by rather for some of the biggest colleges in the country. Yeah. But what about the two-star kid that's never going to play in the NFL? That's never going to play in the NBA? That's the kid who needs to make as much money as possible. That's one of the main reasons I like this. Yeah. Because I think it helps a lower-level kid. I do. Mike Smith. Uh, a good deal of money to be giving a high school kid or expect them to stay out of trouble. Just something to consider. They might never make it to college. Yeah, but I think you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. I think, I think you... If you were going to get in trouble, money doesn't change people. It just, it it really just exposes people. It defines who you really are. You don't you don't become a bad person because you have money. You were always a bad person. You just got exposed as a bad person. And now the money's giving you more opportunity to be a bad person. Yeah, uh, Kelly Parks, what's up, Kelly? Good to see you. Uh, LOL. Give me a three star with heart and passion for the game. Truth, truth. Because how many five-star kids have turned into nothing and how many two-star kids have turned into five-star kids? I, the, the ratings game, the recruiting game drives me crazy. It, it absolutely drives me crazy. Hey, but, you yeah. know. Roundabout. 
I think every state should implement that NIL rule. Could be. Keep them home. Rebuild some hometown pride. Um, let's People see. love the hometown, under the lights, crosstown rivalry vibe. Absolutely they do. Olympic sport NIL deals every four years, Conference Commissioner Gumby. Absolutely there is. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely there is no doubt about that. T. Higgins is a badass for $5. Typical Florida State fan, we are the most disrespected college football team. We are the best team in the nation, and every other team is overrated. (laughs) Says the athletic director at, you know. Let's see. Uh, Rav, for $5, how do we sign up for the membership? Thanks. There's a join button. Yeah. Now, again, in the comments section, you may have more insight to this because we can't see it. But not. it depends on the version of iOS that you have. If there's not a join button on your mobile phone, it'll be on desktop. You click join. For $1.99, you get all your comments highlighted in red. For $9.99 a month, you get into our members-only Instagram group where Aaron Wilson will show you his amazing Steve Austin impersonations. Yep. It's what we do. Big Bad Brass Bulls. Bulls. Some people hate seeing others succeed. Oh, my God, how true is that? Yeah. Oh, my God, how true is that? Uh, At what they wish they could succeed at. If they can't get it, they don't want anyone else to get it either. That is very true. I agree. All right. Uh, Hour number three of the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road and down in St. George, where they are presenting our, our Colorado at Utah Thanksgiving week game. Let's go. A week from today, we are giving away a pair of tickets to see uh, Colorado at Utah. You have six days to get to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden or Super Chicks in St. George and just tag us on social media. All you have to do is take a picture of your food, be creative, because creativity is always going to win. Yeah, this time around, I want to see some vegetables worked in, you know, maybe some sauces. Like the winner last time, Use French fries, and that was great. That but was great. now you've set a new standard here, right? Like, let's let's work in some other stuff. And maybe, hey, listen, you know Super Chicks is the best crispy chicken sandwich in the business. I yep. love it. I always tell you, get the deluxe, extra pickles, French fries, salt and pepper on the fries, and you got to get a custard shake because they are amazing. So good. But their sauces are all free. Like, they have a sauce table that's got... Honey mustard. It's got ranch. And I'm telling you, the ranch is an addiction. Pure cut Colombian cocaine. I'm just telling you. Yeah. They deny that. I'm telling you, I don't know how it could be so addictive. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Because that ranch dressing is the best ranch dressing. But their barbecue sauce, their ketchup, everything you need, all their sauces are free. They don't charge you 25 cents per sauce, which I love. And the other thing I love is their chicken breasts are never frozen. They're always fresh. And it's never chicken thighs. You know, like... You'll go to some of these chicken sandwich places, and they'll give you a chicken thigh. That's not a chicken sandwich, a full chicken breast. Crispy chicken sandwiches. I love them. Super Chicks is the best. All their vegetables are always chopped fresh in-house every day, including their fries. They make their custard in-house. The freshest chicken sandwich in the business is at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road, Nogden, down in the GZ St. George. Tag us in photos. Next Friday, the most creative photo is going to get a pair of tickets to see Colorado at Utah on November 25th. Right here, thanks to our friends at Super Chicks. You guys, let's talk some NFL. Because I got to tell you that Chaboy is not real happy with the Chicago Bears. (coughs) So we need to talk about this 
whole preseason, do you play guys in the preseason thing. Justin Fields will not play for the Chicago Bears. Right. My R and we, the Monsters of Midway, the Bears. Right. They're not going to play Justin Fields. Now, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a general manager or a head coach. <clears throat> but was it that he was so impressive in those three throws behind the line of scrimmage last um, weekend? Three of three, all of them behind the line of scrimmage. Now, two of them went for touchdowns. I, I put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, MVP, like, give he's it to the him best. All. Is that why you're not going to play him this week? Now, they say they're not going to play him against the Colts because they've been practicing against the Colts this week. We've seen everything we need to see in those practices against the Colts. Uh, that's why it's called practice, sir. It's not a game. Would you play your quarterback in the preseason? Because there's also this argument over there in Cleveland. The land. Deshaun Watson not playing much in the preseason. Hmm. Here's a question for you. Does Washcloth ever get back to the version that he used to be or Stock. even close to it? Is that necessary? Yeah, it is. It is, actually. It I is, yeah, it is. I would agree with yeah. that. Um, does Deshaun Watson ever get back to the old version of himself? Uh, I think odds are low that he does, but I do think there's a chance. I think that he just needs more time, more reps. You know, he didn't look great last year, obviously, but I, I think that there's there's some, you know, shock and awe that you go through as a quarterback when you haven't played in two years, essentially, and then you step right back in the middle of that thing and you try to do the best you can do on a new team, in a new system, new head coaches, new everything, right? So so for me, I find it hard to believe that he essentially went from being the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league in 2020 to being a guy that's yeah. an absolute scrub now. I mean, I, I, I think that's tough. But do I think he's going to get back to 2020 to Sean Watson? Probably not Come to that level. Now. But I think if he can be... 70% of that guy, they're going to be in good shape. He's going to be the best quarterback they've had in some time. I don't think that Deshaun Watson needs to be 2020 Deshaun Watson. But if he's going to be a 50% passer, is he really worth all of this? And, and I'm not trying to be too hard on the guy, but how are you not playing him in the preseason? You have a guy in, in, in DTR behind him who I think – even in that dog ass of a game last night, which was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly the star of that game was Dorian Thompson Robinson, 13 of 25, 164. I mean, the guy was freaking fantastic again. And throwing blocks. <laughs> Illegal block. Um, he was fantastic again. But are you really telling me that you believe Deshaun Watson's ready to go for the regular season and we just don't need to see him? I think this is a terrible decision by them. I think Deshaun Watson, I think he has a ton to prove. The problem is you gave him a fully guaranteed deal. Well, what 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 about the concept that they're creating an insurance policy? I mean, you know, you give you give DTR all the reps from here, you know, the rest of the preseason, and then Deshaun is going to come in and start. DTR will be ready behind him, and they're 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 prepared either way. Are you creating an insurance policy, or are you creating a quarterback controversy? I, I, think, I think you're think creating you're a quarterback. I think controversy. you're doing both. You're doing both. And the number two quarterback is always the most popular quarterback on the roster. Right. We all know that, right? Yeah. But I think if you look at him last year, completed 58% of his passes. He had a terrible year last year. 
in six games, 99 completions and seven touchdowns, five picks. But when did he get really settled in? And I think this is the conversation with Deshaun. The guy's really not comfortable until what? The fourth game? Probably at least at a minimum. Like, that's what I'm saying. I I think that there's some mastering of the system that he's still got to complete, which is why I'm with you. He should be playing in the preseason. He should. I, I just, and this is just my opinion, I personally believe that he's a guy that will never be an elite quarterback again, Deshaun Watson. And I, I, I think it was a mistake to, to give him a fully guaranteed deal. But Certainly. now that you did, don't you have to give him every rep that you can give him? Because who cares if he gets hurt? You're paying him one way or the other, but he needs to be a better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a difference in belief. Clearly, they believe that he's going to be fine. You know, their, their mindset based on their behavior and their choices is, hey, Deshaun's going to carry us this season. He's going to be the guy. It's all going to work out. But I'm with you. I, I don't think we know that yet. He hasn't shown that ability yet. Yes. Was he that at one time in back in the day? Yes, he was. But, but again, the NFL is one of those sports where, especially as a quarterback, dude, it's that sport where you take two years off, man, Good luck coming back. It's tough, but will, it's will, in there somewhere. Will he ever be 25 touchdowns again? Yeah, I think he'd be 25, yeah. If he's just 25 and 10 for them and he throws for 3,000 yards, I think they're thrilled. Oh, well, he's the best quarterback they've had in a minute. I mean, the one year out of Baker, but other than that, I think they're thrilled. Yeah. I think they're absolutely thrilled. Justin Fields, is he ever an MVP candidate? No. No, I don't think he's ever an MVP candidate. But I, Never. I do think he's going to continue to improve. I don't think we've seen his best yet. I don't. I, I, I think that he's gotten better as, you know, as his time's gone on. You don't need to sugarcoat it. Justin Fields is not going to be good. Just say it. He's Because not it's be garbage. But the thing that blows my mind is, like, the Panthers and Giants, uh, Daniel Jones is playing for the Giants. He's in the lineup tonight. So how are, how are we – are you really telling me that the Giants are playing Daniel Jones and the, the Bears aren't going to play Justin Fields? That's what I'm saying, dude. It's a philosophical thing. I agree. He should be playing. By the way, Darren Waller going to the Giants is massive, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Giants... Got to have a tight end in the league now. I think the Giants are going to be very good. But uh, a couple other storylines I think you should watch this weekend. I think that you are are really going to find out who the Jets are this weekend. Because you're not going to see Dalvin Cook, but did you guys see that Dalvin Cook said the only reason he went to the Jets was for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. But did you guys notice how Dalvin Cook's contract is structured? It's a per-game contract. They're incentivizing him by paying him more for every game he plays. Now, you know that Dalvin has a domestic violence situation where he and his girlfriend had a an incident, and they have two different versions of it. But no one's going to disrespect me. <laughs> he tried to get her to take a million-dollar payout. Yeah. Which was originally 800000 She said no. He offered a million. She said no. Are the New York Jets expecting Dalvin Cook to take a suspension? And is that why the Dolphins wouldn't sign him? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some of that, I'm sure. I, I also think, you know, injuries play a role too. But I think the reason that this contract got done the way it got done is because Dalvin needed a home. And, and you know, 
he he knew Miami wasn't going to sign him, and you know the Jets were interested. And Aaron Rodgers is the cover story, in my opinion. The Jets were the team that were interested in him, right? He's got injuries and suspension issues, so he's damaged goods. He's a damn good running back, but he's got issues. So if the team, if one of the few teams that's interested in you is willing to do a deal, you kind of got to do the deal they want. You got to do the deal that they want to do. Yeah. And and notice that this has flown way under the radar. Nobody's talking about it. No one's talking about it. We're all focused on Aaron Rodgers and the half-assed job that Hard Knocks is able to do because they can't have access. Has Hard Knocks been good? No. Hard Knocks has not been no, good. No, it's not been good. I, I'm not I'm not watching Hard Knocks for a mentalist to come into the film room, dude. I'm not. That's not why I'm watching Hard Knocks. Now, that was fun, and that was cool, and Buddy was good at his job. I'm not there for that. I want more access. I I want more behind the scenes. I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers dapping up Buddy who voices Hard Knocks. That, that's not what I'm here but for. But you're you're in the coaches room. You're in the meeting yeah. rooms. You're but getting we're not a lot gonna of. See guys get cut. We're not going to see like like I don't know, dude. I like, think Hard Knocks has been good. I actually it, it. We're only two weeks into it. It's good. I'm when I say it's not good, I don't mean that it's been crap. What I mean is by the hard knock standard. Like you're when, wondering what we haven't seen. Yeah. What have I not seen? Because the Jets are a pain in the ass. Like when when we got the Rams during COVID, that was amazing to see the process the players had to go through, to see the fact, you know, like all these little things that all these extra things and you know, these little uh they had to wear these little the things, beeper to, things the beeper things yeah. to track their locate like dude. That's what I want to see. I man. loved Dak and Zeke. I thought, uh, but uh, this season's been good. I think Robert Sala dropping f bombs all over people's amazing. Yeah, the the, the O line speech was. I think the O line stuff has been really, really compelling. I I like it a lot. I I like it a lot. And the the I want the the first point though is Aaron Rodgers a destination quarterback? Because that's the term that people are using for him now. That these players are coming to the Jets like Dalvin Cook. Because they want to play with Aaron Rodgers. I don't buy that. Yeah, I think that... I think that's convenient for Dalvin to say that. I agree. For Dalvin, it's convenient to say that. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is a couple of things. He is a guy that will take you to the playoffs every single year. He's shown that ability. Even with bad teams, he's shown that ability, man. That he'll he'll get you to the playoffs. So... If you're a running back or you're a skill position guy and you're looking around the league like, hey, what are my opportunities? I'm sure Dalvin had some other options that he didn't even consider because he knew he could go to the Jets and he knew he could play with Aaron Rodgers. Dude, if Tom Brady calls you, let's say, back in the day when Tom was playing, you were going to take that team. You were going to you were gonna go and do that. So now the question is, okay, who are other destination quarterbacks in addition to Aaron Rodgers, well, the same names we always talk about. If Patty Mahomes calls you and says, hey, come in on the vet minimum, we're going to a Super Bowl, you're going to do that. You know, if if uh, Joe Burrow calls you, are you going to do that? Well, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Joe's got some more proving to do, right? Uh, I look at Sex Machine. Still got some proving to do. If you're he wide does. receiver, you're probably going to take that call, though. Because you know what Justin Herbert Justin capable. Herbert can do that. I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is a destination QB. I don't. But by the way, one of the things I thought was really interesting today is that Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the uh, Green Bay Packers, said, hell no, we're not trading David Bakhtiari. All of a sudden, Bakhtiari is unavailable because the Jets, Aaron and the Jets wanted him. So like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
they're not trading him. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because I think they would have traded him. But if you're the if you're the Green Bay Packers, are you trading David Bakhtiari to no. the Jets? No. Why, I'm not why either. You, why would you do that? Why, I mean, again, offensive linemen come at a premium, you know? And and again, it's this, it's this thing where, you know, Zach Martin, I look at that situation and it got resolved, but I just, it's incredible, bro. Like, you, you, like it's wild. Like, you have Dak. You got to pay to protect him. Yes. That's part of the deal. If you're on a bad, like, like, who are the worst teams in the league? The Texans? Texans are going to be terrible. The Dude, Bears. you're not paying. The Bears are not paying Zach Martin. The, the Texans aren't paying Zach. Like, you're not doing that. But the Cowboys, again, and this is what I always say about Jer Bear, Jerry always wants to be like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. But this but is the Laker. But this is Zach. the Laker conversation. This is the Celtic conversation where people get pissed that it's always the Cowboys in the headlines. That it's always the the big market teams. Well, why is why is Kansas City always in the headlines? Because they're always good. They're always good. Yeah. You always have weapons on offense because you have a really good quarterback, so you have a good offensive line. I I think the best teams are always talked about, not because they're actually the best teams, because they make you believe they're the best teams. Yeah. And and getting guys like Zach Martin done, I don't think it was ever a matter of would it get done. It was when was it going to get done. They were always going to bring him back. You have to. You have. I think this is a make-or-break year for Dak Prescott. He has to have a good year. I think they're going to cut him. I don't think they're going to extend him. Yeah. So I think you were always going to bring him back. But it's the running back argument. They overpaid Ezekiel Elliott. Did they make that mistake two years in a row? Nope. No, they didn't. No, they did not. Again, see, Zeke's another good example, right? Zeke's a guy that's got to prove that he's still capable of playing in this league, in my opinion. He's a guy that that needs to say, okay, I need to come out and have a year, even if it's just as an uh, end zone, short yardage type guy. You know, he's got to come out and prove his worth. And I think in the NFL, you know, with the Jets and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook has a situation and can be leveraged. If you're an NFL team, you're going to use that against him to sign him on a cheap ass incentive laden deal. And you need him. And you need him. Yeah, you do. By the way, all this flying under the radar, Dalvin Cook's a really good running back. Yes, he st- he in my opinion, he still has a lot of value as an every down back. I think Minnesota is going to miss him. Yes. But again, I think what is Minnesota's biggest question? Is Kirk Cousin- Cousins a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? Every year we ask that we, question. We talk about this every and single every year. Every year we get our answer. That's right. Um, let's see. Tom Dean says, we're down to 500 viewers. Let the- let's get the farts up. I love you, Come bro. On, I really do. Mike Smith, Jerry is old and talks too much, but he is consistently has the number one sports franchise value in the world. Okay, and that's the other side of the conversation, well, in my opinion, in the NFL, right? So this this, this is my thing with Deshaun and the Browns. The Browns don't need Deshaun to be 20-20 Deshaun. They don't. The Browns just need him to be good enough to go to the playoffs, be a contender, build some drama in the, in the fan base, so people show out and sell out that stadium and, and the news cycle is positive on you. And then you're going to make all kinds of money. That's all they need Deshaun to do. And, yeah. and that's what's the, to me, that's the sad part of the NFL. That owners look at it as, okay, I don't give a damn about winning. And that's not every owner, but there's, there's a lot of owners in the league that I believe look at it that way. Don't care about winning. All I want to do is I want to get to the playoffs and then I want to lose like divisional weekend or like, I, I don't care how far we get as long as we make the playoffs. Why do you think they signed Deshaun? Uh, I think they signed Deshaun because they needed reliability at the quarterback position because they were never in any kind of danger of making the playoffs recently. 
I think they signed Deshaun Watson because they wanted their fan base to feel like they were invested. Yeah. Yep. Because I don't believe I don't believe their fan base thinks they were invested. Mm -hmm. Spangler, I'd take a call from Patrick, but definitely not Patty Mahomes. (laughs) Is that a reference to his brother? How weird is that situation? Yeah. It's hard not to like Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Quarterback did him justice. Yeah, I think it's really hard not to like. It's hard not to like Kirk Cousins, frankly. Yeah. But specific to Patrick Mahomes, how does a guy like that get wound up with his his wife makes me crazy? I can't do it. I unfollowed her on Instagram because she just it's it's noise. And now his brother with this thing that he <coughs> this restaurant owner lady. How does Patrick Mahomes find himself twisted up in these situations? It is. It is bizarre to me that I really re- like him. I he 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 and Steph Curry. I thought that was fascinating. Again, it's it's that thing you said about money earlier, right? Like for Patrick Mahomes' brother, money exposed well, him because he thinks he can do whatever the hell he wants, which is why he got into that issue with that restaurant. Room. Yes. But again, and again, I, I'm 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 just telling you what happened. The lady who owned that restaurant had to go out of business because people like Patrick Mahomes more than they like you. Yeah, and they threatened her. And, and yeah. so it was really sad. And, and I think, you know, Patty Mahomes, I believe, is a good dude. His brother, not so much. Ooh, check this out. Jeff Woodworth says, Zach Wilson called me, but he wanted to talk to my mom. Ah, bummer, dude. Damn, dude. Zach Wilson, Suck. ever a starting quarterback in the NFL again? Uh, not on a full-time basis. He's a, he's a career backup, in my opinion. Okay. Teddy Wayman. Did you guys see that some Jazz fans are saying the NBA should be ashamed that they gave Utah three home games on Sunday this season? Now, I debated this topic. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know, the Utah Jazz have historically not played home games on Sunday because the the state of Utah has a very heavy LDS church population. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the LDS church, they do not work on Sundays. You do not make other people work on Sundays. Like, it's just something you don't do. This year, the NBA said, well, yeah, you guys are going to work on Sundays. And people are pissed. And I've struggled with this this Sunday play thing. Let's just call it Sunday play. Yeah. BYU's in the exact same situation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it is, I I truly do not believe that it is that much of consequence that you're telling me, because I saw some of the Twitter people are like, I I won't buy season tickets this year. Yeah, you will. You will. I won't go to Sunday games. Okay, that's cool. Give them to your non-LDS friends. (laughs) But this is is not, this is the double-edged sword about the state of Utah is we don't get enough respect. Oh, we're going to play you on Sunday afternoons on national TV. No, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. We don't get enough run. Nobody cares about us. Uh, we want to play you on Sundays. No, can't do that. Like, it's just double-edged sword. Do you want run? Do you want respect? Do you want to be a good team? Do you want? Because I think the Jazz are going to be a, a playoff team this year. Yeah, the Jazz are going to be better than people give them credit for. You should play on Sundays because those are opportunities to be on national TV. Yeah. You need the spotlight. You need the development. No, we can't do that. But people don't respect. It's this double-edged sword. And it's what I say about BYU on 9 out of 10 things I don't think you should ever change because you should embrace the honor code. You shouldn't ban it. You mm-hmm. should 
Because there's always a conversation at Brigham Young about, well, we can't win because of the honor code. Uh, Okay, then you shouldn't win. You're a university of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You're quite literally named after an iconic figure in the LDS world, the history of the church. It's Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me that you think it's, it's so backwards. Yeah. It's so backwards. By the way, uh, yeah, Daniel Jones and the Giants come out, score on their first possession. Jones is out of the game. It's exactly how it should be. It's perfectly done. It's how it should be. Matt Riley, facts. National brand stores used to close on Sundays because of that in SLC. Not sure what it's like now. No, they're open. One of the best days of the week in, in Utah to go to Costco? Sunday. Yep. Saturday? Hell no. And specifically the first part of Sunday. Yeah. No. Tom Dean, Saturday is the Sabbath. Check out the Old Testament. Okay. Different show. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, I bet Chick-fil-A is sure popular there. Not on Sundays. It's not loud, <laughs> man. Um, OG Gary says day of Sabbath. It, is, it, it absolutely is. It is. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, and that's why I say, like, I, I think there's just a certain thing in, in Utah where if you're, you know, the Utah Jazz or, like, a major sporting organization, like, these are just some of the things that you have to deal with, and you have to be willing to talk about it, and you have to be willing to converse about it. And I think that, you know, yeah, I, I, I love that the Jazz are, are getting some opportunity. It's a business. Yeah. And the hard part is the NBA isn't a Christian business. It isn't a Muslim business. It isn't a Jewish business. It isn't an LDS business. It's got no religion. Yeah. It's every day. And if you want to be part of that business, you got to play on Sundays. And it, this goes back to the Larry H. Miller days, the former owner in the heyday of Carl and, Mal- Carl and John. Yeah. Well, what happens when the NBA sun- the finals are on Sunday? You play the game. No, we can't do that. What? Okay. Yeah, you do. You're going to play on Sunday. And by the way, the building is going to be full. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Uh, Teddy Wayman, on the day, uh, if the Sabbath, I wouldn't be resting and watching the Jazz beat up on some teams. Well, I, 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 I'm not LDS, frankly, so I, I can't speak to what I would be doing, but I don't think, I don't think it makes you a bad person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't. I think it's really funny. Um, I think it's really funny to me that people try to that people try to do that. Like hey, you, you have not, to live dude. on your own belief system in your own terms. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's all perspective, man. It's it all perspective. Some folks will tell you it does make you a bad person. Other folks will tell you it doesn't make you a bad person. Like it just. You, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Teddy said, sorry, I misspelled that. I want is what I meant. Yeah. Let's watch. Let's watch jazz beat up on other teams, man. I'm good with that. It's, it's just strange to me. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, are the jazz owned by LDS? Nope. So it's a moot point. They are. They Ryan actually Smith, are, dude. Ryan Smith is a BYU grad and he is LDS. Yeah. So yeah, they are, but he's also an incredible businessman. Uh, Mapes, what's up? Three, uh, the Millers had a good enough standing to avoid Sundays. Ryan's not that guy, and this will ease the number of back-to-backs they play. But, but Mapes, don't you want Sundays specifically afternoon games? Like, don't you like? Don't the Jazz like if we set the religion piece aside as an organization? Don't you want that? Don't, I mean, don't you want the national viewership? Don't you want to expose your brand to 
Like, like how many people, you know, on the East Coast, how many casual basketball fans on the East Coast know about the renovations to to Delta Center or the New Jerseys or the rebrand or, or any of this stuff? Or that it's called Delta Center. Or that it's called Delta Center now. Or, like, I, I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we... I, I just think it's a very it's a it's always a conversation in Utah. Yeah. Because the LDS church has such a huge reach in this state. Yeah, and by the way, I think Ryan Smith's been very aggressive about about promoting the jazz and really trying to grow the brand and doing these unique unique things at point causing controversy in some areas. I mean the the, the and that's just a result of, you know, the culture. It just and, is, it is what it is. And by the way, by the way, doing that in a secular fashion. Ryan Smith is not doing business deals that don't include Sundays or, I, I mean, if you look at his Travis Scott or if you look at his NBA all-star or mm -hmm. I think he's an incredible businessman. I think he's the exact right owner for this. I, I really do. I really, really do. He is the exact right owner for this. Uh, Force ghost Fabio religion is more important than sports. That's to your some. opinion. That's to your some. opinion, dude. Yeah. And you're entitled to that opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon Butler, Sunday sellout uh, at the riot when they have games. Trust me, those jazz tickets will sell. They will. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, the owner being a member of the LDS is different than the team being owned by LDS. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, I just think it's an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. it, it's very interesting. Uh, I, I don't think most Utahns and most members of the LDS church have a problem with the jazz playing on Sunday. Yeah, I don't. Uh, all right. I want to talk about this Twitter banning block button. X. So, oh, excuse me. X. Elon <laughs> announced today that he is removing the block button from Twitter and that he will only allow you to block people in your DMs and the mute function will remain. Now, I tell you all the time, I don't block people on Twitter. I don't block people on YouTube. I mute them. I don't. I'm not here for Twitter tough guy. I'm not here for Twitter bully. Yeah. I'm here for business. Yeah. So I am not the guy who blocks people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. is, is, is the block button necessary on Twitter? I think it is. Mm -hmm. Because I think likes to fight guy and Twitter tough guy is very real. And I think the attack mentality... Um, that is pervasive on Twitter is a real problem. And by the way, I also think that I say, by the way, a lot, uh, but I also think that Twitter taking the block function away is going to destroy the platform. This, this could be one of the worst business decisions Elon's ever made. Yeah. And I think it's on the heels of one of the worst business decisions he's ever made, right? Which was changing the brand from Twitter to X. And I think that you know, the, the block function, uh, again, is another philosophical conversation, but I tend to agree. I, 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 you know, and I'm not as big on X or Twitter or whatever. I, I'm not aggressive with it, but, but I have to say, yeah, I, I mute people. There, there are definitely accounts that I've muted and don't really want to hear from. And, and I think that blocking, um, you know, I think blocking has value. There's no doubt. I, I, you know, I, I was looking at, it's funny, I was, I thought it might be a useful task to go on Twitter after this got announced and say, hey, you know, or look through and see what were people saying about this? Folks who use Twitter, what were they saying about it? And a lot of people felt like, 
hey, like, what about, what about, you know, all those people who are posting this, you know, wild content on Twitter and like, you know, X-rated stuff and stuff that's not appropriate. And like, you know, whether it's that or bullying or Twitter tough, like there's all kinds of reasons why you might want to block somebody. So when Elon announced this, I was like, dude, like, so, okay, I'm trying to understand the thought process. Hey, we're going to take away the block button because of what? Like, hey, we're going to change, at least with the brand thing, I could be like, okay, maybe Elon thinks that changing this to X will make him more money. I don't agree with that, but I don't own Twitter, right? So maybe that was a thought process with the brand thing. Or maybe the thought process was, hey, I need to put my stamp on this thing, much like GMs do in sports, right? We're going to fire the head coach and everybody else and bring in a whole new staff. Maybe that was the thought for for Elon between Twitter and X. But this, I just don't understand. I don't understand why why you feel the need to do this. And then on top of that, you're going to remove the block button, but you're still going to give people the ability to block accounts from DMing them. So I guess I just, I, I don't understand the logic. I think the, and I, I wonder what you guys think about this. I think Twitter has become an incredibly toxic place. I think, I, I, I mean, it's remarkable whether, I mean, what's, Generally, people don't say horrendous things to me, but the next time somebody calls me fat on Twitter will not be the first time. The next time somebody calls me stupid or like it, but that doesn't bother me. I think people, people that do that and the angry folks, that's more a reflection about them than it is me. Mm -hmm. You getting pissed on Twitter and calling me fat is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, because one, you're saying that hoping that impacts me, which says something about your character. But two, I think this is a, more about the stalkers, more about the, the dregs of Twitter, which unfortunately I think out nor, outnumber the normal people now. Mm-hmm. The toxicity of Twitter is why I don't generally engage with people. I might reply to people, like I'm talking to Lonnie Goodman right now who's all pissed that we told him to keep his money. We were talking to him earlier, and so he's like on Twitter saying that I humiliated him. Okay, that you're totally welcome to do that. But I think there is an absolute need to block people because Twitter does not enforce any kinds of terms of service. Twitter does not have a police department. Twitter does not care if you report people. It's remarkable. So I use the mute feature and I never see you again. Mm-hmm. The mute feature very simply is hit them, hit mute them and you never see their notifications or, and again, I, I would advise you really advise you do not read your notifications. Yeah. It's just not, it, it's not worth it. And I, and you At know, all. you know, the thing I, 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 this is definitely one of those topics where, where I was young when Twitter came out. Like I didn't You were use, very young. I didn't use Twitter until probably five years ago. Like I I was not around, you know, at that capacity when Twitter was like launched and it was this huge thing. And so you for you, I feel like it's a bigger deal because you can appreciate the greatness that was Twitter in the early 2010s. I mean that that's what I've always been told is like the prime golden era of Twitter. And now it's just turned into this, this yeah, I guess cesspool if we want to call it that, yeah, but it just is. like this this toxic place. And and I and I would even venture to say that you know, 
Elon can't Elon can't remove the block button because app stores require it if you're going to be in their app store. So like the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store say, hey, you have to allow people to block users. If if you're, I believe the, the verbiage is, hey, if you're if you have an app that has user generated content on it, I believe is the terminology, you yeah. have to allow users to block. So I'm just curious, Elon, if you're gonna remove the block button, how's that gonna work out in the app store? You're yeah. telling me that that you that you're willing to not have your app in app stores now? Like that doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. All right, a couple of super chats I need to get to. T. Higgins says the Browns are the Lions of the AFC. Neither team has been to the Super Bowl. Both had Owen uh, 16 seasons, and both fan bases wear bags over their head. Sure, but the Lions, I I don't disagree with that at all. Matt Ritson for two dollars. Lots of college sports don't play Easter Sunday either. That's true. I don't disagree with that. Um, Tarrant County Pete. I blocked Jake. He stole my girlfriend. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. I, I got too too invested in the Zach Wilson vibes, you know? L little rambunctious. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Uh, Adam Salamini. Twitter has been toxic. Nothing new. Nothing new at all. But my question is, like, does it bother you that he's trying to remove the block button? Like, is this a big deal or not really? For me, I just don't care because I never used it. Mm -hmm. But I think there are people who need it. Uh, Harry Austin, what's up, Harry? It's about blocking the advertising tweets. It's always about the money. I don't think you're wrong. But, they well be. but their advertising is so far off. I think so many, so many people, Twitter is, yeah, it's really sad what's happened to Twitter, in my opinion. Yeah. That's just me. Uh, Roundabout says Twitter is massively toxic. It attracts all the people who used to get told to sit down and shut up because they were too stupid to converse with. Wow. Yeah, that's a little rough, but, you know. Wow. I, I, I do agree that it encourages people to just try to roast everyone they come in contact with instead of trying to have a conversation. We, but, but again, that's not who we are. Yeah. We don't conversate anymore. We, yeah. can't have, we can't have back and forths. That's just, that's just not – we don't do that. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, the main blocking Elon needs to be worrying about is of the barrage of haymakers coming at him from Zuckerberg. They're never going to fight. No. They're never going to fight. Nope. That's just me. It's just a distraction. OG Gary, we need a block button for ASU fans only. Truth. Right. Truth. Aaron Wilson, I am my family's drunk uncle. Okay. 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 Uh, Gregory Krug, Elon literally named one of his kids X-A-E-A-X-I-I. Nice. Is that true? Okay. T. Higgins, missed my super chat. No, I read it. How did I miss your super chat? I read it, and I appreciate you super chatting. Thank you. Um, Aaron Wilson, two holes needs Twitter followers. You do need Twitter followers. Yeah, I mean, yes, but no. But you I, hate I, Twitter. I just don't like Twitter. I don't enjoy Twitter, man. There's so many other ways to connect. Like, like I don't believe that, that it used to be that if you had, like, 100,000 Twitter followers, you were a badass, and it was a big deal. Yeah. And now I just don't think it's that big a deal. I, I mean, yeah. You, you I have need like, Instagram I, followers. Yeah, I we need, all need Instagram yeah, followers, like, I, right? I have like 500 or 700 followers or whatever it is on Twitter. And honestly, guys, like I, 
I appreciate the sentiment, but find me on Instagram. It's a much more personable platform. And I hate that Zuck owns it. I'm not a Zuck guy either, but but what do you do? You know, what do you do? Yeah. And I can, and I don't like using TikTok for privacy issues. Like, it's tough right now. Yeah, you're not a big TikTok fan at all. Tom Dean says Jake has a girlfriend. Nah, he's single, bro. He's single. Back to front. I think I've hit it every time. Mike Smith, if both Apple and Google Play Store block them, Elon will change his mind. And what you're talking about is Apple and Google Play, the app stores, both say social media. I think it's social media category, the category of social media apps. You must have a block button mm -hmm. or a block function. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what he says there. Uh, just like he changed his mind about free speech on Twitter when they started ripping on him and people stopped advertising. Yeah. You know. Yep. So is what it is. Uh, OG Gary says, Kelly Smith, bro, my mentions blew up with ASU fans because I, uh, I said to take Oregon State over them, and it was game over for me. <laughs> well, in this digital age, I still cannot believe the president in Arizona State called streaming a digital age <coughs> and a new technology. Well, guys, 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 Jesus. guys. Jesus. Uh, roundabout, removing the block button is a big nothing burger. You think? Mm. Greg Swim says, because of Twitter, I have over 74,000 YouTube su subscribers before we even begin the show. Okay, cool. Mike Maples, eh, I use mute effectively. Agreed. Brickbot, Reddit is way more toxic than Twitter. Man, I don't even use but Reddit. But Reddit is so, the experience on Reddit is so different, dude. It, it's such a, you know, like message boards. I never really went down the rabbit hole message boards. No, me You either. know, like... Reddit is that 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 answer I get on Google sometimes when I'm Googling something random and obscure that maybe Wikipedia doesn't have. Yeah. Force Ghost uh, Fabio says there are still too many uh, bots on X. I blocked several leaks. But that's the other Elon thing. He was coming in to get rid of all the bots. Yeah. Couldn't do it. He just, Elon tried to fix a car that didn't need to be fixed, man. Twitter was fine. Yeah, they had some financial issues, no doubt. But it was fine. It was fine. It was fine, dude. He never wanted to own Twitter, man. Nah. He didn't. Timo14. The advertising on Twitter is now absolutely insane. I can't stand it. I I just can't do it. I, it, it drives me crazy. Matt Ritson. Uh, Twitter can uh, can ruin jobs or lawsuited on case. I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, yeah I, I think what he's trying to say is that Twitter can be a thing where... You know, it's like athletes who tweeted racist things when they were 14 or like, you well, know, you say you say horrible things to people on Twitter on your burner. And then five years later, you're, you're some big wig at a company and people link you to that burner like it's, you know, it's rough. Uh, Salamini, I'm blocking you guys once I cancel my Motel 6 Lubbock reservations. <laughs> Amen. Blame Aaron Wilson. It's his fault. OG Gary, I love Twitter. I will delete all my socials except the platform. Nah, dude. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Uh, Aaron Wilson, Twitter can be good if you keep people on your list. Tech Twitter is good. It is. It is. Uh, Tom Dean, the Monty Show is a social media platform. It is. We're all social in the media. Mike Smith, I don't do Instagram. Oh. Okay. I, I love Instagram. I agree. OG Gary says, I need more followers. Roundabout, social media was originally a good idea, but it went to absolute trash when the dregs of humanity got involved. It should be turned back off. Man, I what sort of agree with that. What would the world do? That. I sort of agree with that. 
It, it, yeah. Maury Alvarez says, I follow two holes for sure. <laughs> you know. Drew Money, what's up, Drew? Let's go, uh, let's go back to MySpace. Oh, Seriously. It's Tom on MySpace, your first follower. Remember that? My social media has been far more enjoyable since the start of the Instagram group, Mike Maple says. I would agree. The Instagram group is great. Uh, Force Ghost says, X should negotiate a streaming deal with the Pac-4. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Rocks, DTR looked much better than Mariota. Oh, my God. Mariota, man. Dude is a, dude is a career backup and fighting to be just it's that. It's not dude. good. Yeah. It's not good. But again, he was that great college quarterback that I don't think anybody ever thought was going to make it. Yeah. So it's all good. Um, yeah. I, I, you know what, man? I, I just find it really interesting. We can't coexist face to face. That's what that whole situation's about, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Last. And this is really just me as, a, as an idiot asking you what your favorite candy is. Oh. Uh, so Jake tells me the other day, Dude. oh man, I want some Skittles, bro. Bro. <clears throat> so we were looking at Skittles. Do you guys know that oh. Skittles has toxic ingredients that are not for human consumption? I'm Shiva, the god of death. Dude, I love Skittles so much and they are so bad for you. Yeah, it turns out they have really bad carcinogens in them that you should never eat Skittles. So let's just end the week talking about our favorite candies because I think there's only one. If we're talking about like candy, not a candy bar, which we'll get to in a minute, I think sour peach rings are where it's at. Damn. I'm a huge sour okay. peach ring guy. I don't eat much candy anymore, as you're well aware. Yeah. Like I, I don't – I like Reese's Pieces is by far my favorite candy. But confection peanut butter messes with me. It now. does, yeah. I can't eat – I can't – I struggle to get through a whole bag, but half a bag I'll knock down. I think it's the sour peach rings. And I'll tell you what, you guys. Bryce Young is balling right now. Yeah. This dude is an NFL quarterback. Uh, I mean, he is running for his life. I mean, running for his life making plays. Um, sour peach rings is my deal. I'm not like you. Like, you guys remember the burnt uh, peanuts with mm -hmm. the candy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love like toffee peanuts, toffee cashews. Yes. Yeah. But I don't eat that stuff maybe once a year on a road trip. Yeah. Sour peach rings, two, three times a year. Love them. Now, you want to give me a you want to give me a Snickers bar? Dude, I'll eat a Snickers bar a week. <laughs> I love Snickers bar. Jake will say, hey, I'm gonna run to Maverick. Hey, you want anything? I'm like, dude, the usual. <laughs> and what's the usual? Homie will bring me a Snickers bar. Because <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I absolutely I, love the it. The goaded movie theater oh. thing for me is is Reese's pieces with Mike and Ike's in a bag. Dude, Bryce Young is just taking a beating. Yeah, that's the NFL. The Carolina offensive line is going to get him killed, but he looks good. He's standing in the pocket, making throws, getting first downs. Like Bryce Young's a baller, dudes. I'm telling you. Bryce Young looking like what Kyler Murray should have been. Or what people thought C.J. Stroud was going to be for some reason. I love my guy. But anyway, so what's your favorite candy? Uh, Jake, you get one favorite candy. What Reese's is it? Reese's Pieces. Okay. All right, let's go. Uh, Gary Wolf, Starburst. Starburst, yes. Maury Alvarez, Fruity Tootie Rolls, Fruity Tootsie Rolls, and Saltwater Taffy. Damn. Uh, let's see. Fat. Sweet Tart Rainbow Ropes are the devil, Mike Smith says. Ritson says Snickers and Baby Ruth. Okay, mm. I don't hate that. 
Anybody here a fan of peanut butter Snickers? Because I am a big fan of the peanut butter Snickers bar. I don't think I've ever had it. It's really good. The thing, only thing I don't like is that, you know, with most Snickers bars now, it's like two pieces inside of the package. Yeah. The peanut butter Snickers bar is four. It's four little squares hmm. instead of a candy bar. I, I say, as Aaron Wilson says, Snickers number one, and why screw with it? Yeah. Why screw with it? Uh, I just shouty says sweet tart rope. Never had it. Um, Mike Smith, the Reese's holiday treats. Damn devils uh, too. Oh, Reese's eggs. Yes. If we're counting that, that's the, my favorite. The white chocolate Reese's trees at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Dude. Good to go. Drew money. Sugar babies. The candy version. Don't know what that is. Am I terrible? I don't know what that I'm is. I'm a terrible either. person. Roundabout. What channel is that game on NFL network? Uh, Tom Dean, Junior Mints. Yes, Tom. Yes. Junior Mints in the uh, York Peppermint Patties. Uh, Yorks oh, are my bomb, God. Bro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Those are so good. Mike Maples, uh, does Bucked Up Candy Cherry count? Oh, my God. Yeah. Bucked Up Chandy, Candy Cherry is. And th- Mapes, this is your fault. Because I'm a Bucked Up Miami guy. And. It's funny, the CEO of Bucked Up was in here the other day. And I know Ryan pretty well now. Like, we've had, we have a good relationship. We were talking about, it. he was saying that's, that stuff is selling like hotcakes. Yeah. That cherry candy yes. flavor. And it is, I got, it's really good. Uh, RB says, should have been a Trojan. What do condoms have to do with anything? Uh, field, uh, that's not what he meant. Field crew dirt doctor cheese. I like it. Uh, goobers with butter. Oh. There's nothing like salty sweet. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Dude, you want to give me some, you want to give me some like Sour Patch Kids, mix it with a bucket of popcorn at the at the movies? Oh, so good. All day. All day. Yeah. Uh, Adam Salamini, Butterfinger. Uh, Greg Swaim says Haribo gummy bears, three pounds. Oh, Haribo gummy bears are so good. With the white, yeah. With the white, the little Haribo candy with the white backing. Yep. Oh, I'm so fat. Um, what's a millionaire? Millionaires, Jay Remy. What is that? PB peanut butter Snickers is legit. Jeremy, I've never had it. Oh, it's good, dude. It's really good. Malt bulls. Bulls. I haven't had malt bulls in bulls. Mike Chase says Baby Ruth all the way in Butterfingers. Yes. Butterfingers are so almond good. Snickers. What's an almond Snicker or bomb? I've seen them in the shelf, but I never had one. Is that like almond joy? I guess mounds. Oh, mounds are so good. I love coconut though. Tanner Plummer peanut butter Snickers is good for the most part. The aftertaste is uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. A couple more. Then we got to roll. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. I can't eat any of that stuff anymore, but yeah, they're the greatest. I don't eat much sugar at all. It's been, I'll tell you, it's how I've lost a lot of weight. Like I just don't eat, because I'm not a soda drinker though, you guys. You yeah, got to remember that. And like soda. The bucked up that I drink two cans a day has zero sugar in it. Yeah. So I don't really take in any added sugar. Like I get sugar. My wife's doing this farm to table, like fruit and vegetable boxes. Sounds a little um, too healthy for me. Oh, it's so good. Oh, for real. Like the cantaloupe, the watermelon. She brings home these peaches that are just. God, oh, peaches my God. are so good. My God. Salamini. Baby Ruth is good for throwing in pools. Exactly. Caddyshack. OG Gary Sour Patch Watermelon. Dude, stop. Gary, 
Gary and his damn pizza that I'm going to have to have this weekend. Um, Raider Mark says Twizzlers. Shoddy says Japan Kit Kat. Kit Kit Kat. Never had it. What about Twix? Oh, I'm a big fan of Twix. Where are we on the Twix? I like Twix as a backup option. Okay. Maury Alvarez says Mrs. Alvarez is a thousand grand all day. They're good. Underrated candy bar. But so is a Hershey's milk chocolate bar. Yes. Underrated, dude. The Oreo Hershey's is pretty good, too. What about your your kisses? You're a big fan of kisses. Yeah, I like kisses, too. Hershey's kisses. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I think if we're talking about, you know, chocolate, I love chocolate, dude. I am such Who a fan. Doesn't? Like, like, just straight up, uh, uh, a standard Hershey's kiss, bomb, dude. Could have a bunch of them in a day. Yep. Uh, Crystal says three musketeers. Johnny says sugar babies, the human version. So it, See what he did there? You know. Hello, uh, Field crew says nerd clusters are surprisingly good. Yes, they are. Nerd clusters are really good. Tanner says, you guys are going to kill me, but I think baby Ruth is mid. It, it's okay. I'm not a big baby Ruth guy. It's okay. I'm with you. Oh, Corey, sweet cinnamon bears, both with and without chocolate coating. My wife will not let me have them, and I think they're amazing. They're amazing. Muddy Buddies, stop it. Teddy, you're, you're going to start this. And, Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys. St- I know, st- you got to get stroked. Stop it. There's no need for that. I think I've hit it every time. Wow. Uh, Mike Smith, chocolate-covered pretzels. Yes. Jeremy Callahan, the best Snickers are ice cream Snickers. Yeah. Never had one. Uh, on night, Paydays. Yes, Aaron. Paydays are good. Gobstoppers are okay. Uh, Travis Hinton, Butterfingers all the way. Heath Bars are a close second, though. Look at you guys. Look at you guys. Who's got one? Who's got one like an interesting one? Uh, San Diego State says, love me some Twix. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Salamini says, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's good. Uh, you guys, incredible week on the, the show, bro. Uh, love every one of you. Thank you to everybody who tips us in super chats. We love you guys. Thanks to all of our members. We love you guys more. Aaron Wilson, congratulations. Stop. You're a rock star, dude. Appreciate you, everybody in Texas. Love you. Utah, love you guys. Phoenix, Arizona, blowing up on the show this week. Love you guys. Love it, love it. Let's do it again on Monday. Every day, the Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney for free, live online, right now, theadvocates.com. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.